they do? What, 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 what was it, the rack? No. The wheel, maybe? No. Thumb screws? No. What? what? What did you say, Callie? Callie what? I, I, I didn't catch that. I never heard of a torture called Callie something. I wonder what it could be. Callie? Calla? Calisthenics? Yes. Calisthenics? That's not torture. That's exercise, you big baby. Do you mean to say that I've been sitting here waiting, worried, sick, imagining all sorts of horrible things, and you've been out doing exercises? I was captured by goblins once. They tied me to a tree and spent the night tormenting me. I was wounded by draconians. Baby dragons chewed on my leg in the dungeons of the Queen of Darkness. And I swear to you, I am in more pain now than I've ever been in my life. Leave me alone and let me die in peace. He thinks he's in pain now. Wait till morning. Caramon? What, what, what is it? Did you, did you have a dream? Was it about Tika? No. Ra Raceland? No. Yourself? Are you afraid? A muffin! What? A muffin! Oh, Tass, I'm so hungry. I had a dream about this muffin, like Tika used to bake. All covered with sticky honey and those little crunchy nuts. <laughs> I want a muffin so bad. Pre-recorded in a second floor guest room filled with tall ales and taller tales. Join a group of grown men intent on discussing the intricacies of fantasy and science fiction. Tim Gilbert Media presents... Don't just let me! I thought you took a battle accident. Got it right to the back of her body. Hello, all you fans of hot, steamy relationships between chaste nuns and pasty, sparrow-chested Metallica groupies. This is the Dungeons and Dweebs podcast, episode 20, Dragonlance, Time of the Twins, part two. I'm your host, Bob. I beseech thee, Paladine, to give me the power to be your right hand, to rid the world of evil. I have the power! <sighs> the King Priest would have been so much cooler if he had ridden a battle cat. <laughs> Minotaur Slayer the First. But I'm not alone. Across the table from me, like Fist and Dantilus, he'll use the dark and commanding quality of his voice to force his opinions deep into your oracle, past your anvil and stirrup until he weaves his mesmerizing syllables around your curled little cochlea and sucks your mind dry through your eustachian tube. It's loot. Bob, you are doing everything you can to get that little E next to our podcast, aren't you? <laughs> you are right there. You are right. All, all parts of the ear. <laughs> well, it didn't sound like it. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, here we, we're back for uh, part two of Time of the Twins. Dragonlance yeah. Legends. Mm, loving the legends. I love this. Do you? Yes, I, I mean I but but do I. We will find out. <laughs> oh. To my left. <laughs> I'm sure he has something much more long-winded and much more interesting. 
to say than I do. It's Clob. Happy August, my children. The end of summer is winding its way toward us once again, and your old Uncle Clob is waxing nostalgic for those endless summer days on Ryza. Scantily clad beauties of various races, species, and planets coming together and getting that real stuff instead of the synthahol. <laughs> that is until I wake up and realize I'm naked in an alley on Card in Cardassia with no money, no communicator, lying next to a drugged out Bajoran and holding a tribble. <laughs> Man, summers used to be fun. Across <laughs> the table from me, he's made no secret of the fact that he agrees with Thanos. He used to be Swamp Thing's personal landscaper. <laughs> The carnage to my venom. Paul, how are you? Okay, what can I say? Thanos, he's got a point here. Well, let's I was just, about to jump to your just, defense, Paul. Just, you know, wipe out half the population if it is... No, I don't agree with Thanos. Oh, okay. If it works oh, okay. for deer, it'll work for bees. <laughs> I, yeah, but you know, the perks of yes and. You just gotta go with whatever they say and uh, figure out some way to work. Yeah, no, no, so no, you no, don't no, sound no, terrible. no, no, no. You don't yes and genocide. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was one of those where it's just like, uh, well, he said it, I'm going with it. There we go. Yes. <laughs> so, like, yes it's like an SS officer at the end of World War II. I don't know, he just he said it and I went with it. <laughs> I, 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 I think we should eliminate the Jews. Oh, yes, yes and, and, I think that, yes, uh, and we should wear a lot of leather. <laughs> I really terrible. like to sign the boots. The boots are good. The boots. The boots. The boots. The boots. You always need the boots. Oh. I was just in it for the boots. There was nothing else for me there. Oh my god. Wow. This, this is what you brought up, Club. This is what you bring up. Personally, I thought there was going to be a bigger laugh out of being Swamp Thing's personal I landscaper. Like that one <laughs> <laughs> throwing, throwing the Thanos thing just opened up a whole can. Yeah, that's a whole it, was, can. it was Luke's reaction. I just had to keep going <laughs> off of that. When I when I saw him go, what? And so when I saw when I saw that reaction of the uh, I, I had to I had to jump on that. Hey look, Paul, it. there's a bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh Dragonlance. Uh, yeah, I'm the twins. We're here. Episode 20? Really? Episode 20. I don't know if is this, is this some sort of a thing. We're not 25 yet, so we're not a quarter of a hundred. Is this a thing? Is this a this is some sort of Our, uh, milestone, I believe. Uh, nope, got no, nothing. No. <laughs> I just think it's I, it surprises me that it's 20 episodes. I, I, you know, I don't yeah. know what can the podcast drink next episode? Is that a thing? I think so. Yeah, on twenty one, our twenty first episode. We've been in a tavern for a very long time. But here. the podcast hasn't drank. That's true. That is well, true. Yes. Twentieth <laughs> um, anniversary. The traditional gift is China. China. Oh, um, I believe last episode we brought up if people wanted to send us things. <laughs> there you go. So China uh, on the back of Grandma's China. Uh, right down. <laughs> <laughs> so, glue a hundred dollar bill to it and, <laughs> and right and right Paul is googling images of China no that's a wrestler stop <laughs> no no don't click on that video she made gross <laughs> you do not get that for this anniversary <laughs> what are you kidding me but you she guys dead? told me it was China is she I think she's I dead know. oh we should look that up because that could be bad <laughs> <laughs> or we could just continue on who cares um, so, <laughs> you name yourself China, you, know, we, you yeah. die. This is how you're treated. We, we had finished. Wow. Wow. All right. April, okay. April 20th, 2016. Oh, I feel bad. Uh, huh. Well, heck. Well, um, She's oops. immortalized in, on film. If, if you really like yes. China and we just offended <laughs> really? you, 
Sorry? Really? Rip in peace. Yeah. Forever young. <laughs> she's gonna be forever young. Uh, so on episode 19, we come out oh. of uh, Time of the Twins part one, or book one, of volume one. Yeah. Of time or the Dragonlance Legends, and again and again, just a note for all of you out there listening: if you are looking for the podcast um, for Time of the Twins, written by the Jenner girls, this is not it. <laughs> but we're gonna start one. <laughs> yeah, actually, 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 that's gonna be that's bonus gonna be content. That's <laughs> not with the bonus content because we never come out with this if you, bonus. If you content. can find our Patreon and donate at least five dollars, you'll get that episode. <laughs> so, if you find one, yeah, that'd be, that'd that be should be some sort of crime, like so, making people pay. To listen to you talk about the time of the twins by the Jenner. <laughs> Somewhere in it's... all of the Dragonlance fandom Facebook mm-hmm. groups, I have hidden an Easter egg. If you find the Easter egg, you will find episode 20.5, where we do actually discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like somehow released in the future. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, we, we come off of uh, book one, of volume one. Of uh, the Dragonlance Legends trilogy, um, all fairly positive. Very positive, I yeah. think. All of us Absolutely. around the table. Thumb, thumbs up around the table. Yeah, liking liking Time of the Twins so far. But how will the second half of the book go? If I remember back to uh, Dragonlance books of yore, oh. there there the were chron- a lot of times the chronicles. Yeah, the chronicles. Yes. There were a lot of times where turning points happened and endings of books tended to fall apart <coughs> for people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, do you guys want a drink? I think it's my turn. Yeah, I feel like sure. we need to wet our whistles because yeah, there's going to be a lot of talking about yeah. this. All right, on to Tavern Talk. All right, sweetheart, come on over. We're going to get another round here. I was in a relationship oh, with a woman with the blue dragon. She brought me up to her room Boy, did night. she have good Where's time. my corn purse? Why don't you fellas follow me into my couch? I'll show you all my glory is good. What'll it be, boys? Tavern Talk. All right, we are back. It is a beautiful sunny day outside, but we are holed up in the tavern, cozy and sweating around the fire. Luke, how was your nerd week? Well, Bob, it's been all right. Um, you know, I really have been fairly unactive uh, in the nerd world. I didn't see, what? Um, the third trailer for Venom is out, I can tell you that. I haven't um, watched it. Boy, that second one even, it's, I've been soured to it. I haven't been watching it. I don't... Mm. I'm waiting I'm for gonna somebody to see it and say it's great. I'm gonna. I'm, I want to see it. Yeah. You know whether it's in the theater or not. You know that's that's not too much. I, I guess though, as I am the the ward of our Twitter, um, <laughs> got a little feedback going on on Twitter. Oh, um, what's going on there? Got a one from JP. Uh, he said it's funny. I went straight from the first Dragonlance episodes to the Ender's Game episode. So when Tannis was mentioned and y'all were like, "Whoa!" from way back, I just kind of laughed. And I, I and I really, <laughs> I really, I bring this up because like podcasting so weird. Yeah, you know, we did. We did. First of all, hello to all of our new listeners. Yeah. Yes. Hello. Welcome. Whole <laughs> man. Yeah, back to Dragonlance, and holy cow. They come out to woodwork. Yeah. The, the interlink has blown up. Yeah. The interlink. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, as far as, you know, JP, from from our perspective, yeah, that was almost a year since we talked about Tannis. Yeah. So, yeah, us throwing that out. But, yeah, for you, might as well have been five minutes. Uh, <laughs> podcasts are weird in a cool way. Yeah. Also, on the old Twitter. Ye old. Ye oldie. Ye old Twitter. Twitter. Uh, what's, lo- the pa- what's the past sense of tweet? Um, tweeted. Ah. 
Oh, that's not where I was that's going. Not yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's not the joke that we were going with. Where were you going with it? Uh, we don't have an E after our yeah, podcast, I don't think we're allowed so I can't to say, say I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you don't understand, try to figure it out. Good luck. Don't Google it at work. Yeah, don't. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, uh, lots of love from our friend on Twitter, Phil from PB Publishing. Um, you know, he's, he's just super excited that we're back to Legends. Um, yeah. Gave us a thank you for the shout out. Hey, man, we'll shout you out anytime for yes. you and your legendary D&D modules. Um <laughs> You know what they should, uh, PB Publishing, you know what you should do? You should have two of your people around there, uh, maybe some guy and girl that work for you, just start writing novels. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, if Wizard starts to, tries to sue you, maybe you can settle, start writing books. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Call call him Dragon Spear. Uh, Something. Yeah, he, uh, you know, just gave us a little bit of praise on the uh, Caramon Road parody song. Um, Nice. And the, the 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 dodgeball reference, and I I kind of like I had to take him and like was there a dodgeball reference in the episode? And I, okay, mind you, I edit the I edit every episode. <laughs> I listen to every episode a like couple three of three times. times. Yeah. yeah, like dodgeball reference. Uh, yeah, that's what's going on on Twitter. Um, I know we have much more going on on Facebook, and I'm I'm sure we'll get to that when we get around to Bob. Yeah, we've got some. On but Facebook. but anything yeah else going around? Yeah, that's it for me, club. Uh, truthfully, it's summertime. I have been doing very little. I've been to a bunch of brew fests. That's about the nerdiest thing that I did. I was at a local brew fest uh, last weekend, and I kept uh, texting you guys. I kept sending you guys pictures of the different nerdy brews. Like, there was a Nerd Hopper, and there was Puff the Magic Dragon Ale, and <laughs> yeah. a bunch of things like that. And so it's kind of it's kind of nice to see. There were a bunch of D&D references as well for uh, different ales from some of the s- small craft breweries. Yeah, and cool. it is it is kind of fun to see that, you know, nerd, we, we don't have to hide in the closet anymore. <laughs> nerd culture, well, maybe that's the wrong reference. <laughs> hide in the basement. Hide, hide in the basement. Oh hide, let's let's hide. pull that up. We need to use that <laughs> down the road. <laughs> we, we don't have to hide in the basement anymore is because nerd culture is just accepted now. Right. And it's so I've been doing that. A lot of fishing. Uh, I bought the new Han Solo book, um, the oh, Han oh, Solo Chronicles. Oh. I haven't started it yet, but the cover's cool. Oh, cool. Hmm. Um, I uh, also uh, I rewatched the prequels this last week, that hmm. Star, the Star Wars prequels, yeah. with my son because he's 11 and he's into Star Wars. Right. You know, I thought you two had a that. very like healthy relationship, and here you are introducing him to just some of the worst things. <laughs> they don't hold up. And even my 11-year-old kid is like, okay, you got to kind of watch these, but you, I just like to start at Rogue One and go. I'm picturing picturing your son at 18 years old. You can't get into his bedroom. You break through the door. He's sitting there with a little television watching the prequels. (laughs) You're like, what's this? Well, what is going on here? He's like, you all right? I learned it from watching you. (laughs) From watching it with you. You were the one that introduced me to this stuff. Why? Why would you do that to me, Dad? I know the pre- they don't hold up. They no, they, no, 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 I mean they didn't hold up in the beginning, but they're co- they do come across as very, very cartoonish now. Yeah, and oh, not the not cartoonish, the not, yeah, not cartoonish in a good way, like cartoonish in the Dragonlance movie way. Almost ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> other than that, I found this. I did find this really cool thing with my vehicle. I have a Ford Escape that has Bluetooth capability, mm. and so when. My son and I were driving, and he was watching um, Empire, actually, to get on good movies. He was watching Empire in the back seat. I routed the Bluetooth from his uh, from the iPad 
it to the car Bluetooth, and he got the biggest kick out of driving around, and I got the biggest kick driving around listening to uh, movies in surround, surround sound, sound in my Bluetooth in my car. <laughs> and here I thought you were just going to say you found out your car was dog-proof. Well, so. <laughs> my car did also get attacked by a dog a couple days ago. Um, I'm a dog guy, but pit bulls are weird. Um, Paul, what have you been up to? You know, similar to you, it's summer. I have been trying to do random things and just kind of go adventuring. So Boo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, apparently Luke doesn't like that. Nerd stuff! I, I know that Bob will enjoy this. I have been looking back and uh, looking at some Wheel of Time books Ooh. again. And there Huzzah! is. There you go. There is a comic, a Wheel of Time comic. Yes. I found. I have and just, did you buy it? Did you get I it? I did not buy it. I'm oh. just reading it online right now. So. We'll see. I am a big Wheel of Time fan, and that might have to be added to my Wheel of Time books, just because I don't know how, how long it goes for. Do you know how long it goes for? The, the comics? comics? Yeah. As far as I know, they're very short. Like I, I, It's something that he wrote. It's like almost a, an in-between kind of thing, and they, it's, it went nowhere. It's not okay. like a series or anything. To my knowledge, when I had looked at them in the past. Yeah, I was going to say, because when I was looking through them, I was kind of, it, it does seem to follow along right with the first book of The Wheel of Time. Oh, does it? Is it modern then? Is it I newer? don't know. I found it online because I was just looking at Wheel I thought of Time there was one from was there. there. I thought there was one from the 90s so that it, had come this up. This does not look like 90s drawing oh, style. Okay. So it, it might be more modern. It might be something new that I, I'm unaware yeah, of. Like, yeah, oh, was, look at this. I was just kind of scanning through that, looking through it. It's... It's fun. I'll probably continue reading it and just see see where it goes, see if the art ch style changes or if I just don't like it and just want to read the actual book again. You know, so, I've, I've never gotten into comic books and the behind the... I mean, I, I'm into comic books, but the behind the scenes as to why artists always change. I know there's oh. scheduling conflicts and stuff like that, but there is nothing worse. I think we've talked about yes. this before. Yeah. There is and a when famous art book that ruined... A Fables book. Yeah, I loved Fables. I, uh, Fables is great, but yes. there is the one that is done by the, the other artist that just is... It just takes you out of the And what I don't so understand bad. is when you're a comic book company, right? Like, you have all these artists, you have their work, you know what it looks like. Like, why are you going to shove such a sometimes drastically different art style um, onto readers within it's a... It's called art. <laughs> it's subjective. Look it up. <laughs> but even within a run, it needs to be at a least consistent, I feel. R.T. <laughs> I'll go have a muffin. <laughs> there we go. I couldn't help myself. What? Uh-huh. Cool. No, I agree. So what about you? What have you, what have you been into? Uh, paranoia. boy. <laughs> You know, what, you, know what? Everywhere. you know what? That will destroy you. <laughs> it will. Yes, it will. Um, okay, so I have been diving deep, deep into alien abduction culture. Is that really the reference you want to do? Oh, yeah. I have seen the light and probed deeply into what's going on. <laughs> So, um, upon listening, we had already brought up the last podcast on the left. Yeah, well, you know what? I think all of us have dove into it. We're all listening. Um, oh, yeah. And even some of us received weird phone calls <laughs> after listening to the Men in Black episode and questioned their sanity. So, like, I'm going, I'm sending out pictures to everybody, like, Tulpa, Tulpa, and all this kind of stuff. If you don't know what that is, look it up. Um, but, but, Not right, at work. you listen to that Men in Black episode yeah. where the guy on it is, is freaking out about how he's getting 
contacted or yeah. whatever. And then all of a sudden you get all kinds of weird phone calls. Yeah, ju- like no caller ID phone calls. Um, and like there's like a woman with like an Eastern European accent um, who says something unlike it, it's n- nothing I can understand. And then hangs up right away, and then it, and then it calls back again, and then it's a little girl asking me about WhatsApp, and I don't. <laughs> if this is okay, hi. If anybody like who knows me in real life, and you did this to me, please let me know. I'm <laughs> He's not really freaking him out. I'm not okay. <laughs> he believes, and then by telling us about it before recording, he empowering believes. Empowering the tulpa. He's empowering the tulpa. <laughs> the power of stasis. <laughs> we- we are all wearing tinfoil hats in here right now. Yeah, you can't. So just don't worry about you it. You can't see it, but we're all wearing tinfoil. I'm making popcorn in mine. <laughs> but um, it's gotten so bad. Like it. Okay, rarely. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll I'll get to this in a, in a moment. But I've started reading Communion by Whitley Stryber. Okay, which is a book that was referenced on that podcast. And for those of you who don't know who Whitley Stryber is, he's he's famous for writing two books in the early '80s, late '70s, early '80s. One's called Wolfen. Uh, and, um, what is the name of the other one? The other one, The Hunger. Both of them were made into movies. Von Wolfenstein? Yeah, Wolfen and The Hunger. Um, but then Communion was also made into a movie, which, by the way, uh, go look up even just clips uh, of Communion online. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, it is, it is fantastic stuff. Just, you need to see it at some point. Um, but anyway, um... Yeah, I dive deep into this whole idea, and what I love is we are here, like, reviewing Dragonlance, which is a made-up universe that uh, nobody, I don't think anybody out there believes is real, but, like, Whitley Stryber has, like, in some way, I you know, I'm not saying I don't believe him. He could have been abducted. Like, this book is about his abduction and what happened to him, you know, but, you know, he was a horror writer. This is like Stephen King saying... What writer? A horror writer. Horror. Horror. Okay. Horror writer. Scary stuff. <laughs> he writes scary things. Eek. Um, and then claims to have been abducted by aliens in a very scary way. Were they tall grays or short they grays? They were short grays. Okay. High strangeness. The first one was wearing, like, body armor. Nice. Because nice. he says because he thinks that they might have seen that he had a shotgun and so he's wearing this armor for protection. Like he peeks his little almond-eyed head around the door and then comes quickly scurrying across the floor towards him wearing like a nut cup and, and some sort of armored hat. So oh. not exactly what's in your mind. Well, you got to protect the essentials. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a cod piece. And a lot of it is that, like you it's, said, Luke, high strangeness and it's terrifying. I'm not saying the guy has now made a living off of... Faking a story of abduction. I mean, <laughs> this has given me some ideas. I, I know worse ways to make I, a living. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, I totally agree. But it is it is kind of a fun read, I guess. I mean, half of it is like, uh, you know, uh, the the transcripts of him when he's going through hypnotherapy and, and things like that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, but it's a lot of fun. But I have been learning still, uh, gleaning knowledge of all the alien races we have contacted. Um, the, no. Ple- the Pleiadians and all these other things. So do we? You, you say the aliens have con- might have contacted somebody. Did any uh, fans contact us though? Hey, Ooh. wow! What, what, do you hear that? Do you hear that? Ooh, that's a nice segue you're on, Paul. <laughs> 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 we uh, really tavern talk should be devoted today to to listeners and what's been going on out there. So first of all, um, 
I want to give everybody out there who's listening, um, I sometimes like to quietly listen to music while reading these books, mm -hmm. you know, and I tend to go towards epic fantasy metal. You know, I got some bands that I like to listen to. Mm -hmm. um, I will, uh, just as, as long as we're talking about it, I will throw this out there. I'm more of a... Um, Elder Scrolls uh, video game soundtrack. Oh, listener. Uh, okay, all right. And actually, I, I had, back when we were doing Red Rising, I'd actually talked or I tweeted at um, uh, the author. Man, the name is escaping me. Wow, Brown, Brown, Pierce Brown. Oh, Pierce Brown. Pierce Brown. Yeah. He, he brought up something like he was listening to something and eating Cheetos, and like I was actually like reading a book, listening to uh, Elder Scrolls. Uh, soundtrack and eating Pringles. <laughs> it's like this weird thing, but yeah. Anyway, what, Bob, what do you listen to? Yeah, well, um, I, I tend to listen to epic metal, uh, but we had a listener um, named Eric Horner who... Ooh, from a while back. This was from a long time ago, uh, and we had even talked about it when it mm -hmm. first happened. He, we did, we did, we did. Yeah, yes. he, had, he had sent out a, a song to us. He was like, hey, you know, I love Dragonlance, and here's a song that my band had done, uh, and the band was Throne of Malediction. Mm. Um, and they had done this, this song titled The Soul Forge. Um, and it's, it's really good. Like, it's like 10 minutes of uh, kind of nice, deep, gets you right in the guts. I'd like, I'd like to say other things, but it, it grabs you. You know, we don't yeah. have that E-ray. It, it, it just grabs you, and it's kind of the perfect thing. The Soul Forge by oh. Margaret Weiss. Yeah, this a book which we will eventually reveal. Ooh, yeah, spoilers. Yeah, so if you go into uh, Bandcamp, look them up on Bandcamp. Um, all the lyrics are there for the for the song. But hey, uh, let's uh, Luke, why don't you fire it up? Let's give this thing a listen. Yeah, hey, hold on. I'm just gonna put the eight track in real quick. Uh... No, no, no. You're putting it upside down. Oh shoot. Okay, here. It's just, it's raw. It's, it's. I, I like freaking it. metal, dude. That's some strong stuff. No, I really stuff. like. It. Actually, actually, I do really like. Don't, don't take this the way I said that wrong. I really do. I, it's a very good song. No, I, 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 yeah, I really, I really like it. Um, and I would say check out 
uh, the rest of like if if you like that uh, Throne of Malediction, uh, their stuff is on Bandcamp. It's uh, it's really good. Uh, go on over. Uh, we'll put links and ads and stuff for his stuff on our Facebook page. So go to our Facebook page. I mean, you can go to Bandcamp. You can download the song for free, um, but you can also donate something. So you know, hey, uh, throw him a couple jingles there. Couple to three, uh, you know, uh, sh- uh, shillings. You know the guy. You know the guy's got to hit the tavern every now and then too. You know, so you got to throw him a little oh, jingle you know, here. You got to support him every once in a while. Does, does he take galactic credits? <laughs> no, none of you that. Do you get out of here with your credits. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we don't like, we don't oh my gosh! <laughs> I do not listen to. Uh, <laughs> I do not listen to melodic metal, uh, death doom metal, and I'm a Tartarian. It does not work for me. Anyway, um, uh, you know what? It's that is really surprising. Moving right well. along. Yeah. Speaking of Facebook and supporting people, um, hey, you know, we do what would go a long way to help your favorite podcast. Um, you know, <laughs> going to, going onto iTunes, leaving us a five star review. You know, maybe saying a little something something about us. I don't. We do say that at the end of every episode, but we don't know, you know if anybody really sticks around. We talked. We talked about it uh, us four before we started recording, and really like. None of us really do stick around towards the end of an episode, so if in you, our if, own podcast yeah, listening, yeah, like yeah. yeah, we kind of I really listen bug to by the everything. End. Yeah, so nobody probably hears the end where we say, "Hey, <laughs> that, go to Facebook." That's hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, if <clears throat> wow, well, what was that, sorry. dude? <clears throat> take take two on that, jeez. <laughs> and by the way, uh, just a little note for listeners: if you do listen after the credits, on oh, sh- a good portion. spoilers. No, that that is for devoted listeners only. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, I stand corrected. Yeah, you can't just be throwing um, those out there. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> Skip to the end. Okay, maybe I'm hiding stuff at the but end. But yeah, maybe I'm hiding stuff at the end. And, the and come to our Facebook page, uh, like us, mm-hmm. you know, follow us. Uh, if you're a Dragonlance fan, which I assume you are, because you're listening to us talk for three hours about the last <laughs> half of the book, um, we're gonna uh, on our dragon on on our page. Uh, I'm gonna start reading the on our dragon, our dra- on our dragon, <laughs> hey. our dragon. We're gonna start reading. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm riding this dragon here, and uh, pages flying everywhere. <laughs> They're Sorry. falling down in the ocean. It's all weird up yeah. here. What are we? What are we doing on our? Page? So so I'm gonna uh, DC Comics. Uh, back <laughs> what? back at the end, yeah back at the end of the eighties did a Dragonlance series of comics, so uh, I'm gonna be reading one per day about well de- depending on what happens uh, in life, but uh, try to do about one every day or every other day. Uh, posting pictures, you guys can come you know hey give your thoughts if you're reading through it too. What do you think about the storylines and the art and and everything else? We'll just kind of be diving in. And uh, going through those old comics from the '80s. There's a newer, newer comics that came out, you know, fairly recently. But um, but we're gonna hit the old '80s stuff first. So with this summer of Lance to Electric Boogaloo, uh, come over to the Facebook pages and continue your Dragonlance love. Yeah. With some of the comics. You know, come say hi if you if you got anything creative that you're working on. You know, I, we do have a couple listeners here that I do want to shout out. Uh, because they've been so loving, yeah, and they have their own projects going on. Uh, Kayla from Facebook, you know, nice. an OG. Hi, Kayla. <laughs> Club. Hi, Kayla. Take it down about forty percent. <laughs> um, Kayla from Facebook. Uh, you know, she first of all, uh, she said your podcast is the most wholesome podcast I listen to, <laughs> which I would only say, well. Good thing we edit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yes. She yeah. also she also co-hosts a podcast about murder cults and other gross stuff, which 
were into. Um, <laughs> and she still thrilled that we're back in Dragonlance. I'm just going to give him a shout out and I'm going to apologize because it's Latin and mm, I'm no good at reading it. Um, <laughs> Occulte Veritatis. Uh, podcast. Yes. Uh, you check them out. Um, oh, I, I downloaded uh, their Sex and Robots episode. I actually, I did too. You know what? Actually, I was downloading and I thought of you when like, we watched it. Well, we you, downloaded you told the, me about that. Uh, uh, that their, uh, their least requested episode. <laughs> but, do, 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 you guys, do you guys need Paul and I to leave for a minute? Yeah, I mean, we, can, we can step out for a little while. It, it is a lot of fun. It's a great yeah, podcast. So is, go give them is, a look. Yeah. Awesome intro. Um, right. Have, haven't gotten through too much of it, but I, I definitely intend to. Well, um, we didn't know till like, right recently that yes. there was a podcast yeah, true. there. Kayla. Kayla, why aren't you sharing with us? I feel like our relationship is off to a bad start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and who can. else? Um, I can bring him up. We do. Oh, have we the, also uh, have Jonathan. Uh, he and his wife uh, have a podcast called The Married with Comics Podcast. I gave them a listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually really ironic. They were... Uh, reviewing an issue of Batman mm-hmm. uh, that when we start when I start reviewing the Dragonlance comics it's advertised that comic is advertised in like issue two of that run holy cow yeah <laughs> so it's like really weird but they, uh, uh, they just sit around they talk uh, they chat about comics mm-hmm. uh, so give them a look for it in fact I think did they send us a promo uh, no, they asked for our promo. They're going to play our promo on their show. Oh, okay. So, you know, we're just going to return the favor and just kind of give them a little, little S.O., a little shout out. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, is that it for Tavern Talk? No, oh, I think, I think no. we've got one more. No, we, 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 we have two more. Well, actually, actually if, if we're going to level with you, we have a mountain of listener feedback, and we're just trying to find something to talk, or like trying to be nice and pick stuff out of there. Yeah, yeah. so here's here's what it is. Okay, okay, we, okay. When when I post like uh, an ad or something like that, then I share it out to all kinds of other Facebook pages, and the response out on those pages has been uh, overwhelming. Um, but what we're going to kind of start doing is kind of trying to preferentially the comments that come to our Facebook page that are done on the posts on our homepage are the ones that we'll, we'll reference and talk about. So um, so if you want to hear your name and want to hear your <laughs> comment, go to the Dungeons & Dweebs Facebook page and comment directly. Yeah, and, you know, and really just to make it easier on us, um, because the way Facebook works, um, whenever we share it out to a new page, um, those... Likes and comments all get like weirdly sorted into different things. I don't. Facebook, right. get it together. Right. Well, and it's also a way of we want to bring kind of all of the Dragonlance listeners also to to our Facebook page. So we kind of got everybody in one location so we can all just have fun with Lance together. Hey, come on over to our Lance pool. Yeah, and you'll, you'll <laughs> and it really, you never know. You know, I, you know, what I brought up on Twitter with JP, um, he started with Lance and uh, stayed for the Enders game. Right, which know, is, it's, which you know, we, is great. We, we, we tr- we're trying to give you guys a variety. You know, we are just, just you know, a couple weeks over a year old here. <laughs> just a couple of babbies. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's it's a hobby we all love. It's something we're going to continue to do. So, you know, we hope you guys stick around and maybe Facebook can kind of just be that avenue in which we stay connected. Right, we can talk back and forth. So please post your yeah. thoughts about anything. Even I, I'm trying I think, to. Yo, how many how many uh, co-hosts do we? Is it like five or six of us that yeah. actually like are on there? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. So like uh, you know, post que- like I try to elicit responses by like posting things with mm-hmm. questions attached to them. But you know, talk about anything you want, Dragon Lance yeah. related with these. So what do we have people talking about? Oh. Well, we've got longtime listener Brendan. He's back. Uh, and, uh, another OG listener. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
So uh, he's back. He's got himself a long comment. So let me see if I can. I don't know that I can summarize it on the fly. So he says, glad to see you guys are enjoying your return to Dragonland so far, though I'm afraid I'm not nearly as positive about Time of the Twins as you are. And yes, my main problem with the book does indeed concern its treatment of Lorana. One of the things I really liked about the Chronicles was how at the end of the series, Lorana rejected Tannis' marriage proposal and told him that while she loved him, they still needed time to develop the relationship before they could think about getting married. That was a mature, reasonable decision and demonstrated how much Lorana had grown from the starry-eyed, lovesick adolescent she was at the beginning of the Chronicles. Moreover, given how poorly Tannis treated Lorana for most of the Chronicles, it was also gratifying to see that he wasn't getting the perfect fairy tale happy ending, but was instead going to have to stop being a schmuck and actually become a worthy partner of Lorana. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe have a plan about his love? Uh, I second a schmuck. Thus, the Chronicles ended on a really strong note for Lorana and for Tannis. But unfortunately, the Time of the Twins completely undoes all that by establishing that regardless of Lor what Lorana said at the end of the Chronicles, she then turned around and pretty much immediately married Tannis. Anyway, this diminishes Lorana's character growth. Let's Tannis off Scott free for his behavior in the Chronicles and seems completely unnecessary since nothing of the plot of Legends of the Legends book requires Lorana and Tannis to be married. And yes, this is only a very small part of the time of twins, but Lorana has always been best part of, the best part of Dragonlance. So diminishing her character like this just starts the whole legend series off on a decidedly sour note. Uh, question. Ooh, 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 yes, ooh, ooh. yes. Um is there a book about this? <laughs> Actually, I was wondering that. I mean, I since Bob, you made up that beautiful yeah, made... checklist. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I know. So I, yeah. Everybody loved that checklist. And even even Raistlin on Facebook. Raistlin <laughs> likes laughed. the checklist. <laughs> I laughed so hard. He shared it out. Um, um, uh, you know, I don't know if there's a book about this, but but maybe there is. But what do you guys feel about this? Because I do agree that uh, I let I. There is, no, there is no hiding the fact that I'm not a Tannis fan. And what's funny, I went back and listened to episode one. Mm -hmm. um, and I started out going like, I like yeah. Tannis. I think, I think most of us like Most Tannis of us started out like Because most of, most of us wanted him to be your stereotypical Dungeons and Dragons yeah. ranger hero. Yeah. yeah, we even said like, us old beer drinking guys are going to like Tannis and you long, young millennials are going to like Raceland. And then that all flipped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we're like, I, think it, I, I don't think it flipped. I think everybody just left Tannis. Never, all, yeah. never underestimate a millennial. <laughs> I made no bones about when we were going through the first series that I, I, I'm not Team Lorana at all. Oh. I just did the spoiled rich girl that got everything she wanted, including oh being able to not get the guy. <laughs> um, oh, I, I, she's a strong, independent woman. Um, no, I, I, I just I, I could have done without it. Right. Truthfully, I kind of could have done without Riverwind, without Tannis, and without Lorana in this entire book. Right. There was no better. Just have uh, Chrysanthemum show up at the end of the last <laughs> home with, looking for Taz. I, Paul, what do you I think? think? I think they had to put something in here to get rid of her and get rid of everybody because everyone's going to ask what happened to... All of the other characters. Where oh, are yeah, they? Yeah, that was pure, so I think, purely fan Yeah, service. this was purely just a, hey, they're here. These people mm -hmm. are happy. These people are happy. These people are happy. Uh, other than when they're crying because they see a city. <laughs> but it's, it's I all climbed happiness. a rock and I yeah, thought of flint. It's, it's one of those where they have to put something in there. Otherwise, there's going to be a bunch of fans going, 
Where are they? But see, I, I disagree with you by naming it the time of the twins. Oh, okay, the good, test good of point. the twins, good the point. war of the twins. Good point. I only yeah. care about the twins. You're, you're narrowing the focus. I'm sitting down. here pointing at the thing that says Dragonlance. Yeah, well, as you know what? As soon as you put Dragonlance in there, I feel like you have to because those were the original Dragonlance. Am I correct? And, there's and a, man, can I just say, though, this is the Dragonlance book with, uh, yet again, no Dragonlance. I was going, <laughs> I was going exactly there. <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but you know, okay, I... What Weiss and Hickman did in this book, I think, is really smart in that they knew there was way too many characters in that last one. They needed to dump them, but they it was this well-beloved group by this point. Exactly. They needed to give uh, give like a word to each of them. But what I guess I, I would agree with Bren, uh, Brendan in that um, in that Lorana, I do think, had a really nice character arc in that last trilogy. And they they literally just give her a, a very quick shout oh, yeah, out. Yeah. I don't think she should be in this book. She doesn't have a place in this book. But, and, but I'm a huge Lorana fan as well. Let why didn't they just write that? Yeah, her and Tannis still work together. I'd much prefer to just in my own imaginings believe that Lorana is out there still lonely in her tower mm. waiting for somebody to come. Tannis was not right for her. <laughs> She's just waiting looking for looking for somebody else to speak to her son. Yes, <laughs> looking for some other guy to show up oh. and whisk her away uh, oh. but but that that's like i feel like that that would be better than i agree that you you put up this conflict at the end of chronicles and then just quickly wipe it out like yeah well they're married they're going off to yeah. a, the well, in-laws wedding it's Big yeah guy. it's been two years yeah right right I remember I it's, it's, it's not like it's not like this picks up right at the end of the uh, of the Chronicles. Oh, there was it's, a lot of pots and pans yeah. being flung across that room. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been two years. We've got we've we've gotten to obese drunken Caramon, uh, <laughs> hermit hermit magic Graceland. Um, all of these. Yes, I understand it was fan service to do the drop. I'm just saying that with, when you put twins on the book, I'm not looking for anybody else but the twins. Mm. Yeah. I suppose. I suppose I, no, I, I agree. And that. I think it was the right impulse to focus the book the way it is. I mean, this is a tight book. Uh, the the focus of this book tighter, is, yeah, yes, so much, tighter. is much tighter. So, and I think that was the right thing to do. But I think I think uh, Brendan and other other people who feel the way he does probably would have been it been better served if and maybe there is other books about this where maybe that whole story could have been concluded in a different way than in its own. Yeah. Own so series. If you do happen to know that there's another book all about how they eventually got know. together, let's There's know. like 190 some of these books. Exactly. So we're not getting to them anytime soon. Yeah. If anything, we're also just... trying to do a podcast where we're reading books. Okay, yeah. so Brendan <laughs> So in summary, Brendan, we do kind of we do agree with you. Yes. Mostly. Oh I what, yeah. what 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 else did you find there on T the Facebook? TLDR. <laughs> yeah, kinda agreed. <laughs> yeah, no, true, true. All right, we had a couple more uh as thrown out. One was with Caramon Majer. He was looking uh, like Rambo. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? I did love that one, by the way. That was that was a very nice artwork. You put. It was a very just, nice artwork. Um, yeah, just pasted on. Rain Man. Really very, quick. Very nice artwork. <laughs> what um, are your thoughts on the character of Caramon at the beginning of the Legends trilogy? Do you think the choice of making him a struggling alcoholic was a good one? We got lots of feedback on this, more than we have time uh, to go through. But just a few 
few quick ones. We've got Jonathan who says, I didn't love the execution. They were trying to deal with a serious issue and tell a fantasy story at the same time, and it came across at times as something out of a vaudeville play. The SHs for S apostrophe S's and such. You know, a lot of the I'm drunk. You know, oh, like yeah, all that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, which I which I agree. And we got a actually a lot on the other feeds as well. We had a lot of people kind of of two minds, either thinking that what Caramon was going through was a really good portrayal of alcoholism, uh, mm-hmm. other people saying that it was a kind of a ham-fisted vaudevillian portrayal, right? So there seems to be a lot of, of two minds and out there. If I remember correct, the table was kind of, there were a few of us that were, that loved it and a few that were kind of like, eh. It I, 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 I was the one who said on our previous episode that I... I thought it. I've dealt with people like yeah, that in my right. life. I thought it was yeah. the way. Yes, I agree that man, I'm drunk and da, 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 da. <laughs> yes, that was a little. That was that was heavy handed and a little com- and a little comedic. And I agree with that. However, when you look at the writing and you look at where it talks about a lot of his actions and the things he's doing and the relationship with Tika and you know the different things, I thought that was done well. Right. I, I no, I agree. And I think it's re- really tough when you have. Uh, I won't call these a kids' book because they're not. You know, no, but these I mean, definitely aren't. but in a fantasy novel to tackle something like that, it's going to sometimes, you know, it's not going to be served correctly necessarily yeah. or the way everybody would like. No. But, you know, but I guess kudos to them to try. But on the other hand, I don't think the after school special did either. No, they no. didn't after. No, not at all. I think it was the perfect. It fit the tone of what these books are. Yep. Yes. How they how they dealt with it. Um, we also have Nicholas uh, on Facebook who says, what's the rule? Create a likable character and then have terrible things happen to him. It wasn't easy to read but I think he had a great narrative arc. In many ways, I think the Twins trilogy was far superior to the Chronicles, and that had everything to do with the depth of the characters. And I couldn't agree more. I I feel like the strongest part of Chronicles was the Twins. Mm -hmm. Any scene between Raceland and Caramon sparked with electricity. You know, I thought it was yeah, it most jumped of, off the page. Well, most of our skits ended up being between Raceland and Caramon. Uh, dramatic readings. Dramatic readings. Audio plays. Yes. Uh, Skit. I'm going with it. Right. So, um, but I agree. I, I agree with you too. However, Caramon was a very maybe two dimensional character. I he agree. Was, yeah. He was born in the in the first. I, well, I mean, it really, set. what could you do with that many yeah, characters? Right. Yeah. There's too many characters, and I feel a lot of people do comment about Caramon and his great empathy for his brother and stuff. And it's all mentioned, but I do feel people bring a lot of their own feelings mm-hmm. into there. Yeah. It's not necessarily all on the page. Yeah. You know, they bring in their own stuff. Whereas but, now in Legends here now in the time of twins, he actually does become that 3D character. I he, 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 he isn't just the cardboard cutout warrior anymore. Yeah. But then Nick goes on. If you go to that feed, go to the picture on our Facebook page of of Caramon looking like Caramon Rand, Rand first, blood. first blood. First uh, blood. Go down through the feeds uh, and and uh, Nick uh, Nicholas then posted a video. Uh, by Kurt Vonnegut, uh, the guy who wrote, like, you know, famous for writing Slaughterhouse-Five. Mm. And he does this, re- it's an old video. So when you start it up, don't let go. Oh, it's totally worth it. Yeah, you need to watch this video. It's hilarious. It's him talking about the shape of stories. Uh, 
my wife and I were cracking up about it on the couch. So definitely and it's, go and, and it's very true. Out. And it, he runs through a lot of what we know, and the way he explains it is very down to earth and very you don't you don't have to be a literature buff, li- you know, reading Vonnegut with your you know oh, special yes. cigarettes in the quad. To no. <laughs> no, 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 no. And it's really it, it talks about kind of jazz like jazz cigarettes, the, yes. the the Western style of storytelling and what resonates with the audience. And I think he's dead on. He is. He is absolutely yeah, dead, dead on. on. So go ahead, go to the Facebook page and take a look at Nick's comment there and the video that he shared. Right on. Click that link, you know, uh, hit that like button. Yeah. Maybe give us a five-star review. And you know what, Paul? Yeah? Why don't you get us another round and let's just j- dive into this book. This is yeah. the, probably um, one for the wiki, turn. Neil. Um, put that as the longest <laughs> Tavern Talk to date. <laughs> yeah, get, that us that, get us that round. Let's dive into this book. Definitely mine. Uh, All right, give me a shot, too. Uh, fireball. Ooh, it's a DeLorean, isn't it? Scales are always in my face. I might have driven a DeLorean here. I pull up a chair, friend. So here we are. Fizzy drinks and aluminum mugs. Wow, do those dwarf spirits fuzz? <laughs> and we're all we're all nestled in, ready to talk about book two. A volume one. Volume one. But you, you you know what? We're all cuddled in together on our Casper mattress. <laughs> no, again. Get out. Again. Just, they're just not paying us. Until I get a Casper mas- mattress, get out. I want to know why. I like call, to, I, why do they call it Casper mattress? Because it's like... like <laughs> because there's ghosts in them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ghosts. <laughs> Like, what an odd thing to name your mattress. I, so Casper. Book, book two of volume one <laughs> of Dragonlance Legends, Time of the Twins. Mm. Chapter uh, one. That's <laughs> it sounds so important. It's it's very grandiose. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, the lads show up in Istar and they get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the what happened to the Majir boys this week? <laughs> Well, <laughs> just the freeze frame. Well, how's Caramon going to get himself out of this one this time? <laughs> just some good old boys. <laughs> All right. So. All right. So the king priest, we start off in chapter one. Istar, the king priest says that this is a city at the center of the world. And like the heart, it sends nourishment to the rest of the world. We're already setting up this city as like prideful. Mm-hmm. And, and, and arrogance. That, that's all we've ever heard about it. Right, right. I'm also going to begin by saying that this is setting it up like the Vatican. Okay. Oh, of oh. course. It's completely setting yes. it up like the I Vatican. I envision the king priest in his shining lights, you know, with a really tall hat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, and you, you mentioned this briefly in the last podcast, I believe, correct? Or was it, I yeah. would not oh, say briefly. Sure. What? I would no, not say briefly. It was briefly. a long time. Yeah, we did a lot. So you, yeah. you did mention it, and because of that, the entire time I was reading through this entire second book, that was all I could think of, was yes. just the Catholic Church, just constantly. Yeah, I think once seen, it cannot be unseen. Yeah, <laughs> from, exactly. From this book, and so hopefully it doesn't ruin anybody's experience of this book. But um, um, I, I like this guy that we first meet, Danubis. He's a cleric uh, in the Temple of the Gods. Uh, and a voice calls out to him, and a dark man tells him to gather the guards for a revered daughter of Paladine is in the marketplace, and she is near death. 
<coughs> Raceland. And we flip, right, right? We bamf yeah. over to what's bamf. happening, right? And we, we find uh, Tass and Caramon. So the, what have the boys been up to? And the last, Okay, last time you guys had a question. Are they going to show up naked? <laughs> no, no, they don't show up naked. Yeah, I knew that. I however, knew the I, answer to this one. However, I do still envision the Terminator bubble when they come in. I do, too. Yeah, yeah Terminator bubble, I, nude on one knee. <laughs> well, I believe they should be on one knee, but I, I think Caramon should be struggling with that a little bit. Yeah, when you, when you get a little, <laughs> it's easy to go. On, it's easy to go down on the knee. It's harder to get back up. Yeah. yeah, right, right. He's kind of putting his hand on his back. He's trying yeah. to get oh. up. And we do have the great moment, like when they first show up, and Taz is bouncing around. Like this place looks cool. Like, hey, hey, oh, oh, she's still unconscious. Uh, <laughs> and Caramon just, what are you doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why are you here? They have period appropriate clothing, and they're able except to... for Taz because yeah. Taz wasn't because he wasn't supposed to. Yeah, yeah. he just yeah. shows up with all. He just shows up with the 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 Kinder Bat belt that he's got. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like Kinders though have not changed. Anything that just has a bunch of bags on it and pockets, they'll use. And see, yeah. So I, it, it would he wouldn't have even changed no matter what. So yeah. So the guards come down. They we have this whole scene down here. I have a question for you guys um, as we start off here. I was under the impression, and maybe I'm wrong, because I've been wrong about a lot of things in this book. I was wrong yeah. about a lot of things on the last podcast. That's my life. Buddy. I was going to say, that's our life. <laughs> um, yeah. But did you get the impression that, kind well, we know that Kenders weren't supposed to be sent back in time? Yes. yes. I thought that Kenders maybe didn't exist pre-Cataclysm. That's what I thought. And yeah, then all yeah. of a sudden, nobody's ama- nobody's surprised to see nobody the kids in the yeah. when, I, when I read when they read this the like scroll or the spell or whatever, and they said like never send these back. I assumed that if you sent them back, the spell would either fail or the kinder would just die. Correct. I, I thought they didn't oh, exist. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought those races I thought didn't it, yeah. exist. Yeah, they, they they started existing post cataclysm. Yeah. Okay. But now now PC. we but we find out throughout this book that PC. all the races yes. are here. You just don't want to send these ones back. Obviously because you know a kinder's going to do something to and screw again, up the timeline. Our listeners are the treasure trove. There are I'm sure most of them who have read a lot of these books and know the answer to that question. In fact, I know that on a Facebook page, one of our listeners had posted something about the races. I can't what was he calling them? The gray races or something? Graystone. Like Graystone races. And, and some like gray gem. Gray, gray gem? Yeah, gray gem races. See, this is where, again, we're just reviewing the book in a bubble here. Mm. We don't know all of the backstory. But, yeah. Um, so I was half expecting I, when, yeah. when Taz goes back here, the people of this time period basically looking at him going, okay, what is that? Or why is this kid talking? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I guess it never so crossed crazy. my mind. I did not realize. So I, no, I no, I, d- I definitely I did pick up that, like, oh, they, they know what Kenders are. They must exist. Yeah, yeah they don't what, like and I find it. And I find it very interesting, and I know this is very, as we go throughout the whole book here, it's very interesting to look at the race relations in mm. the pre-cataclysm time here yep. versus the... There's a lot of racism going on here. Oh, well, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Here. And very much, and, and racial slurs that are thrown across. And I have to believe that Weiss and Hickman are making some, like, you know, it's the 80s that they're writing this. Yes, they're making some yes. comment about, you know, the six, you know, 50s, 60s civil rights movements and, you know, things like that right. uh, when they're talking about this. And I found that very interesting right away when we get into here. Right, mm-hmm. right. So we end up with Taz going off for help, uh, but the guards end up capturing him. And like you said, you know, they don't seem to care that he's a... a they just want to kick him out of the city. Yeah. That's it. They just yeah. want him out. But there's two weird things here that happen. The guards say uh, something referred to as a terrible word about Caramon. But they don't right. print it in the book. Oh. 
Like, did you pick no, up on this? No. In the book, uh, I should have I should have marked the page. But it says it says something about uh, that they call him a terrible wor- word, and I got the impression that they are calling. They believe he is a rapist. Oh, that yeah. they, that he raped her in the alley. But because of I don't know if the book is still trying to skew younger, mm-hmm. they're not wanting to put that word in there. So it says that Taz or something hears him called a horrible word. Was there nothing in your annotated version? It says nothing about Ooh, that. Okay. No, I, I, I did catch that too. Oh, and... here we go. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere where it's, uh, I just see this where it's, uh, no, he whispered soft and agony. No, they can't think that. Caramon wouldn't hurt a mouse. Yeah. In Tass's voice. Mm. Something like that. He, I agree though, where it's, it's, I mean, Caramon does show up as a drunk. Yeah. He, He's I mean, he, he's a he slob, should, and he's, he's a st- drunk, he's and, he, in, and he's in an alleyway with with this woman who's unconscious. And I believe we are think we're meant to think that the guards think he assaulted her and possibly oh yeah, raped yeah. her definitely. Yeah. And a lot of this too, because not only does Caramon show up, he, Caramon shows up in period appropriate clothing. Yeah, but it's period appropriate appropriate stinking drunken alley clothing. <laughs> <laughs> It's the character. Yeah. It so does. Uh, what I also like here, we're told the guard and Danubis, they bamf back to the temple, um, and all the guard has to do is simply pray to Paladine. So we're getting this idea that the god's power is extremely powerful mm-hmm. at this time. Like they're they have these like teleportation powers. Yeah, the gods are extreme the gods are extremely close. Yes. Yeah. Yes. With the true clerics, at least. Yes. Yes. Yeah, which we will get to what happens. The true clerics. Right. So on to chapter two. <laughs> Danubis is sitting around listening to Elvin hymns and he just freaking hates it. <laughs> because we get a lot of this idea that it this it's this beautiful, mesmerizing, peaceful music, you know, that's just wonderful. And Danubis is just just sitting there just hating it. Well, it's it's not so much that he's hating it, not I think, no. as as much as he's over it. Yes. Because yeah. he talks he talks about how he remembers being a a, a new cleric. And he remembers being a new cleric and how this touched his soul and he was so mesmerized by, you know, how this made him feel close to the gods and everything else. And now he's just, it's just hymnals. It's yep, just hymns. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love that he's a character in transition. He's yes. changing at yes. this point. And he, he might, honestly, in my mind, I don't think he's changing. I think he's seen the change that is happening in the church. I think right. he is being staying the same. Other things are changing, which then make him kind of go with, eh, I don't really I mean, the Denubis is your Martin Luther. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I was actually I was actually gonna completely go there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's the scribe. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he is getting ready to nail his points to the wall of the Istar <laughs> Yes. Yeah. You know. You know. Here's ninety-eight of them. Here's why you're dumb. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of your music. I'm gonna write. I'm, I'm gonna write hymns for everybody to yeah. sing. <laughs> oh yeah. And I, 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 I found a I found a priestess and we fell in love and you don't allow that yeah. so we're gonna go start our yeah. own church. And those discs of Mashikal, I'm gonna have those printed so that everybody can read them, not just you guys. Yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> And then and every I, language, I'm going to translate them, and then everyone can read them. Yeah, except for when we send them to that continent far away over the ocean. Then they're going to get buried. And thousands of years from now, some guy will dig them up and... Read them up through a hat. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll be a true person of the discs. Well, and then, It took me a little bit to get that, I'll be very honest. I, and again, I was like, wait a sec, and then I got it. And again, this runs through the whole idea of the Catholic Church and the whole idea of... There was a lot of push against. There's a lot of push for going away from the Catholic, or excuse me, away from the Latin Mass. 
Right. Oh, yeah. So everybody, and it was very much illegal for a long time uh, within the Catholic Church to translate the Bible into anything except for the registered languages. Oh, for sure. Or from Latin itself. Right. And I believe all of that is what's being thrown in here. Um, But yeah, so Danubus uh, is then called away to see the king priest of Istar, right? So Danubus walks before the radiance of the king priest. So we get this idea that there's real power coming from the king priest. You know, he. And since you brought up the whole Catholic Church thing in the last <laughs> podcast, when I'm reading this, this is Oz to me. Oh, interesting. Yeah. This, is, this, yeah. is the, this is the whole show of I am the great and powerful king priest. True. And there's the guy behind the curtain, like, whipping the buttons. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. Although, I'm wondering, are we supposed to believe that the king priest knows that he is manipulating people? Or is he also that blind? Like, I feel like we're not supposed to believe that, like the Wizard of Oz, he is pulling gears and, and levers, that he is that he, naive. He is that naive yeah, about his own power. That is what I thought. I thought that he was just very naive, and then the other elf, whose name I'm really blanking on... I know who you're talking about. Uh, Koroth. 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 Yeah, yeah, Koroth. He was the one. He was the one. Cork. He was the one that was manipulating and was, yeah. you know... He's doing it all for pressed it. bars of gold latinum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's that's how I felt. It's just the King Priest was just very naive. Well, yeah, and that's I, how I but feel, But I don't too. know how naive he actually is, and we'll get into this later, because um, there's a... Yeah, it definitely, well, it definitely comes up. Yeah. No, we, yeah. Should, yeah. we should just... I mean, we're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, go just all the way through. The there's, a, there, there, there's this whole aspect here, too, where we talk about, you know, the Catholic Church, and, I mean, the King Priest is Pope Benedict IX. Pope Benedict yeah. IX was the one who, out of the bad popes, you know, was famous for selling the papacy. Hashtag bad popes. <laughs> Don't go on that site. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother. <laughs> and it's like, not safe for work. Um, but was the one who was Pope Benedict IX was the one who was is famous now that we know from history for basically selling the papacy, for basically taking money and worldly goods and allowing you know other divine thing or quote unquote divine things to happen and giving people special favors from God and these different things. And I really see a lot of that within the character of the Kingfisher. Right. The Kingfisher. I always the King Fisher. Fisher. He's the Kingfisher. The king of the King Priest. <laughs> see, I don't see it in the priest. I see it in his underlings. I see I, the priest as and later on in the book. A have, true devotee. He, yeah. he believes he's doing he, what's right. He believes that he has the power to demand from the gods. Yeah, not not in the Kingfisher, but in his underwears. I got it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He, ha- he believes he has that power. He's just kind of afraid of the people around but him. But that's what makes him a better bad guy, is because yes. it's always better when the bad guy believes that what he's doing is good. Mm. Yes. Like, he's like, I'm going to eradicate the world of evil, you know, and this is what I need to do to, to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, again, we, and again, when we go into these other things with him, the race card gets pulled out. Well, we need to eliminate the ogres. <laughs> oh, like the entire what? race? Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> and yeah. these are actual things that are coming down, you know, that the king priest is saying yeah. in his sermons and stuff. We need to get rid of all the lesser races. Yeah, they right. talk about, like, putting the kinders into a specific area and the... Locking the dwarves in a mountain. Yeah, mountain. locking the dwarves in basically concentration camps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Joke's yes. on you, the dwarves will lock themselves in a mountain. Yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> but the, the king priest does a solid for Karaman in some ways by telling Danubis that Chrysania is healed and that she wasn't assaulted. Yeah, that's true. So he kind of clears to Danubis, you know, Karaman's name. Danubis really but, thought that Karaman oh, yeah, yeah. did it. Yeah. And then the other, I keep forgetting that guy's name. Koroth. 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 Yeah. Uh, he was the one that was very much, oh, I just want to get rid of him. Yeah. But, but we still have to punish them in some way. We can't let this dude and this kinder run around. So uh, let's make them slaves. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So Korath, who you said, comes and says that Taz and Karaman are to be sold into slavery, like you said. They are outsiders and vagrants, and slavery will give them direction and keep them from trouble. Yes, so again, because, because no evil guy in the world has ever said... No, slavery will give you direction. Yeah, yeah, but I like that. I mean, we're playing here off of a lot of these ideas of that, okay, if we've got, you know, it's it's like this evil of of thinking that you're doing good by, you know, by pursuing an evil way of, of you know, like here's uh, slavery uh, and fighting in these games is seeing uh, being seen as an acceptable way of mm -hmm. dealing with exactly. vagrants it, and because, criminals. Because you know what? We know what's best for you. Right. And whether you like it or not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. True. And I mean, in history, this has happened a lot. Oh, yes. oh yes, definitely. Anybody I, could be, it was just, well, you're poor. You're basically now going to be right, a slave right. or endangered servitude, any of that stuff. Right, yeah. I mean, this is ancient Rome. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's maybe some hints of, of, of Nazism in here, but not mm -hmm. really. I feel he's going for a pretty straight-up interpretation of ancient Rome. And, yeah. You know, yeah, they're, they're released as slaves from prison. Right. I, I've written down that somebody sees Fistandantilus yes. as they enter a temple. Is this Danubis sees mm. a Fistandantilus? Yeah, hiding in the shadows, taken aback by this. Like, so why is he sitting here with the king priest? Like, yeah. he's in there with the king priest, mm. you know. And I, th I think that's also pushing Danubis as to like this is in some ways everything I've believed when I joined as this wide-eyed like, you know, mm -hmm. newbie. Uh, I thought I was doing everything that's so good, and here is the highest person of my order sitting with... The highest evil person. Yeah. In the yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're supposed to be at war almost with these wizards, and yet there's yeah, one it's right like you're, next to us. You're one of the 12 apostles. You go walk around a corner, and there's Jesus sitting with Satan. Yeah. You're like, oh, wait a second. But then, you know, and that, <laughs> then we got to bring up, you know, it was, you know, it was the king priest who was ordering the executions of the wizards and, yes. like, the just, like, well, the destruction of their culture... But then, you know, it's the true cleric who, I guess, you know, so is it, I mean, this must be why the king priest is being, you know, sh or condemned by the gods. You know, I don't, like, everything he's doing is, like, actually, like, um, what am I trying to say here? Everything he's doing is actually kind of, like, corrupting the true clerics. Right. Correct. Because, yeah. I, mean, I mean, you know, even, even the wizards could sit down and be like, okay, you know what? The black, the red, and the white robes, we all get along yeah. because we all balance each other. Right. So it's... He yeah, wants to do away with the balance. Mm. He's, he's, yeah, he's trying to get rid of that. And this is, I, I know somebody... My, my notes are a little sparse in this part. Um, the Somebody meets up with Fistendantilus. Well, it's it's not revealed who it is. It's right. like somebody in the shadows because yes. he likes the shadows and he, he likes the theatrics of it. Right. Um, is that... It's that's not Danubis. That must be Koroth that meets with him. I believe that it's cool. that. and that's because I've like chapters two and three. That's what I have for notes. I don't like. I don't know what I was doing here. Like, I just <laughs> lumped them together. Right. Um, so let's go on to chapter three. Yeah. So we open with Taz and Karaman in a prison cell. The guard comes in to release him, but can't because. Because um, lock um, um, you may not be able to use to, to use that because I broke my lock in your lock pit. It's really it's it's really not nice of you to have locks that break lock picks. Can, yeah, can I have it back, please? Yeah, because was, wasn't that that was that was one my father gave me. That was really special of me, special to me, and it's really like insensitive for you to have a lock that would break a lock pick like that. <laughs> I love Taz. He just his, the way he thinks is just 
there's no real reason to it. And you just it. get like and well, the I'm warden, right, the, pri- the, pri- the prison warden, and you know the, the the slave traders, and everybody are just standing there, and you can feel the collective eye roll at the camera. Right. <laughs> yeah, just why do we have a kinder in here? Normally, we kick them out of the city right away. Why? Right. But this is this is Ben Hur in a lot of ways, right? Where like Ushi, <laughs> where uh, where Karaman now needs to needs to get over his. You know, or get back into mm. shape, right? Yeah. So this is being used as a way as, hey, we're going to lock him up. He can't get to alcohol. He's going to be put on a diet. He's going to be worked out. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then there's, yeah. and then he's he's purchased. Yeah. Right. They, they go to the slave block, and he's purchased at the slave block. Right. Mm-hmm. By who he think by the arena person, correct? He, belie- he, he believes. Yeah, he's he believes. He believes. He believes. A dwarven slaver named Harold uh, is in the running uh, to buy Caramon. Um, a dwarven slaver and a guy named Harold, but the dwarven slayer, slaver wins out, right? A rock, yeah, a rock. I, which I, which I really, I, I like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, His, yeah. He was, he was a good character to throw in here. A, it whips Caramon into shape, mm-hmm. and it bit. gives, it gives. I think needed flavor. I, if there's yes. one thing that I think this book does need, it's anchor points to the world of Kryn. Um, and if you have read through all of the chronicles. It's a very high fantasy world with dragons and well, and, talk- and and draconians and stuff, all of which have been kind of well. There's been draconians, but kind of absent from this book. This book has been very human centric, and now even the time period we're back in feels very earth like to me, where we're in a very thinly veiled Catholic church and we're in ancient Rome. Yeah, I'm like. We need to get something the, that feels crinish in the, here really quick. Yeah. So getting a dwarf in there is the head and of the arena. And there's the idea. explanation here too about the fact that he is the he's pretty much the only dwarf who like just lives in town. Yeah, and, and not and not even an actual dwarf. Yeah, I think that that might be chapter four, but we'll, we'll bounce around here. Yeah, um, it doesn't matter. He's a, he's a doer, as they're uh, described mm-hmm. in here. Uh, if you are a uh, fan of the five E version of D anD D, that'd be a duragar, <laughs> oh. sort of the. Um, more evil, lower race of well, I sh- I actually like, like I mean, like physically, physical location, like geographically lower in the earth. <laughs> you don't have to worry about like offending, <laughs> offending the dwarves. Hey, if we, if, dwarf hey you know what? If we have any Duragar fans out there listening, <laughs> I just want you to write in. Maybe send a picture. Yeah. I mean, we're face. fans of you. We're we're cool with you. Um, yeah. but. <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> that totally derailed me. <laughs> um, I, yeah, the, but they they do um, they do bring up that um, yeah executions are outlawed. Yep. Right? But they do have much worse ways of dealing with the unwanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have ways. I mean, there's always ways that you'll hear about of you know mm-hmm. accidents happening, prisons right. nowadays, things like that, where stuff just happens. Right. And yeah. it's it's. They don't have executions, but they have a way around it. Yeah. <laughs> Oof, actually, that, that was from Chapter 5. <laughs> Who cares? We go from I care the about so they get, they get sold. They get sold to the... Uh, the games. To the games. Or the school of the games, whatever the they call sc- it. Yeah, the, the school of the games, and because we need a montage for Caramon to get back into shape. I love this workout montage. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I'm a be- sucker for montages. Yeah. Uh, we can begin Luke's eye roll here. Montages <laughs> fire me up. Well, <laughs> that was one of the things I talked about in the last podcast, too, was how is Caramon going to get back into shape here? Right. How is this actually going to happen within yep. within this time period? This is an efficient way of doing it. I mean, you know, he goes back in time, gets sucked into the arena lifestyle. And we have a couple, gladiator, you work him out. Yeah. Yeah. And we have a couple really cool scenes of the fat guy working out and the fat guy post-working out. And, yeah. you know, and, it hurts so much. And hence, hence, hence why we did <laughs> oh. the muffin scene as yeah. our stinger. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was, Luke, you're not liking this. 
montage of working out. Um, I'm, I'm just I'm just not liking Caramon's arc. It is just oh, painfully okay. predictable. Oh uh, well, it is. <sighs> yeah, but it, last time we talked, there was no arc for Caramon. Not you know, last time, but somebody, the last somebody in the out there. I would actually like somebody to point me in the direction of a gladiator arc that is not this. Like yeah. I, I mean, I even. I, you know, I've read other other books that have the same thing. It, it's always this. Oh yeah, this, this is, is the troll. This, this is, is yeah, the troll. This is Ben Hur at Spartacus. Oh yeah, it's yeah. you know gladiator. You know, you know gladiator. I don't. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. We did oh, complain sure. about him not having an arc, and then they give him one, and then it's just like, okay, I like. I mean, I, Jay Kristoff is trying to really subvert it in his novels. When she does it in his second one, it's. It's this. Nah, it's it's, 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 it's just like it's just I don't like, know how else you do it's like, it. It's like it's almost like no point in reading it. It's just like okay, I no, know where I, I know where it goes. Yeah, a Jay Kristoff stuff you could literally just read. Yeah, and it's just second. I feel like Caramon started in a good place and started taking off in a good arc, and then it's just but then it's okay. Well, it technically is one. Right. I, don't I hear you, but at the same time, I'm a sucker for gladiator stuff. So. I'm cool. With I don't know. What I, I know where it's going. Something I brought up in the previous podcast is it is all about perspective. It's when true. you're reading these books, it, it yes. is. It really um, is. Yeah. I recently started a new um, position where I work. I'm a little stressed out, and I don't have a lot of time to read this book. So yeah. reading a predictable arc <laughs> is not what up. I want to be doing. <laughs> yeah. What okay. I was, what I, I was confused. Yeah, I want to, I want to escape to something interesting. Right. right. Yeah. I get Plot. it. I get what it. I was all disappointed in here yes. is I wanted that. What? First off, why are you keeping the Kinder around? Because <laughs> yeah. they had yeah. to. They they mentioned it, I believe, I don't know if it was right away, but they did mention that uh, these two are to be sold together. So they, they made sure to we say We find that out to. later when we find out who actually bought them and who's paying who's paying no, for pretty, all I'm this. I'm pretty sure that's early but, on. No, but why that's in order. Yeah, no, okay. what, what, what you said is true, and it's yeah, it's because of what we get later. Yes, yeah. but yeah. I'm confused. I know it's an order. Okay. I know that's what at this point this. in the book when you're reading. Like you don't know. I'm like, I'm like, why? Why is this in there? And once he's in there, I wanted Kinder Gladiator. <laughs> I wanted, we don't get that. No, yeah. I wanted them to be a team. I yeah. wanted, you know, I, I wanted short. I wanted short and tall. Both of them fighting, like doing different things. Where like, you know, he grabs him and like whips him. <laughs> He just flies yeah, exactly. The air. He does yeah. the fastball special with the kinder. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He just picks him up and chucks him, daggers out, stab. Yes. Taz, Taz runs yes. up. Taz runs up his back and jumps off his shoulder with a spear. Yeah, I agree. Actually, that's that's awesome. Yeah. I I like all of Oppor- these images that are appearing in my head right now. Weiss Hickman, opportunity lost. Uh, it was never played in the out in their campaign probably while they're de- yeah. deeing this out. They they well, never did a fastball special. Come on. Yeah. And Taz, a big brute and a tiny guy. And Taz is a slave. Just like just like Caramon is yeah. yet for some and I understand he's a kinder but Tess just gets to wander around wherever the hell he likes yeah well, and they don't care he broke out he I remember reading through the book and they finally said oh, yeah you can kind of go every, anywhere as long as you come back at night and he goes oh I've kind of been doing that anyways <laughs> but <laughs> okay right. sure so we have our workout montage oof, and Caramon gets buff again mm-hmm. right uh, and then which, we start acting which by the way there is a lot of odd uh, we spend a lot of time on Caramon and his body. Yes, we get a lot of really sexualized descriptions, I guess, of his oh, yes. of his glistening abs and his back muscles and his thighs are now back in place. And oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I know that there was something in here. Oh, um, 
Uh, Weiss uh, says, We wanted Caramon to look sexy for the Dragonlance calendar painting. The TSR artists were renowned for their pictures of scantily clad females. Several of the women who work there thought that a turnabout was fair play, so we urged the artists to paint a beefcake painting uh, of Caramon as a gladiator. Which I actually like. Yeah, they did yeah you know, you know, jobs. you know what, Margaret Weiss and the ladies of TSI. I agree. Yes. Circa '86, go get them. <laughs> and, yes. And when he does, we need on, some more beefcakes in that Dragonlance <laughs> calendar. Yes. And later on, when he be, later on, you know, there's all these descriptions about like the women like screaming at him, and but oh yeah, later yeah. on he's like, oh Caramon. The guards, at, <laughs> the guards at one point when he's walking around think he's going in for sex, and oh yeah, yeah, very very gladiatory. Um, so we get here, and I like the fact that we go into acting classes because all of a sudden we're in W. Well, it's the '80s, so we're in WWF. I was gonna yeah, say because you can't actually kill anybody in the games, but you can fake kill. So they right. got like the collapsing swords, and Caramon is just a bad actor. <laughs> I love the fact he's a good warrior. He's a, he's. Um, and they talk about he's been mostly self-taught up until this point. Yeah. He's too honest. And, he can't do yeah. this. And so he, taking classes, he picks up really quickly. He likes being back in the military life. It gives him structure. gives him a life to learn. But he's a bad... He can't... He's a bad actor. So every time somebody stabs him and he's like, Oh! God! That <laughs> hurt. I'm dying yep. so much. And Hick, Hickman doesn't doesn't hide from the fact uh, that he says professional wrestling was the impetus for this. Oh yeah, which was yeah, huge was, at the time. Yeah. You know, we do, I, I, I feel like we do. We do need to uh, bring up. You know, I, I think it was earlier on in chapter four. Um, is that is that where we're at? No. So we're, if we jump we're to chapter four, we we, we, <coughs> we get out. Let's just leave them. They're in the arena. They're tra tra is that, is that three training. Or four? Chapter, that's three. Chapter four, we okay. start with Crisania Awakens yeah. call, calling for Elliston. And here's where we get this. I mean, we have a, yeah. a woman who is out of time, who is now who waking is, up yeah. and going to spout stuff about dragons yeah, and about yeah. Elliston yeah, and, and confuse everybody. She doesn't know. She, yeah. no, she never she knew this know where whole thing. Yeah, she doesn't know what was going to happen. She wakes up babbling about the past. Everybody thinks she's crazy AF. She's blaspheming. She's talking about the return of the gods. She's like, they're like, how dare? Yeah, they're, they're, they're they've, been here. they've been here the whole time. There's no about? dragons. Yeah, Dra dragons yeah. are gone. <laughs> the, since the third dragon war. Yeah, it was when Huma defeated Tachesis. Is there a book about that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Actually, that there's stuff a lot on. Um, so, I figured. Yeah. Yeah. What does she talks to? Does she talk to Danubus for a bit? But then she finds a note from Parcelian. Yes. Uh, In the secret pocket. Yeah, because they didn't search her or something. I don't. I, I mean, she was she was the victim. They they took her as the victim. They. I I agree with her. you, Luke. Yeah. They they definitely. And I want to know her. what the spell is, um, to not only, bamf somebody into the past in period clothing with a secret note. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm assuming he could have but, just tucked it in there. But what I what I like here paper. is what is what is what Raceland the seed Raceland has planted in her mind is now coming to fruition, right? Because oh, yeah. which is so great because the king priest has overreached and this entire temple has become corrupted from its original mission. Oh, and she talks and she talks a lot in her head, and she when we're, when we're in Chris's head, there's a lot of talk about wow, this is very ornate. And this Everything is very ornate. The robes are ornate. 
my God, this you could you know, you could feed a you could feed seven poor families for three years on this candelabra. I was just gonna say, and again, I'm going to go with this is completely Hickman's indictment of the Catholic Church, saying oh, the exact yeah. same thing that okay, there you have the Vatican that is filled with opulence, and think of being in medieval Europe, going like, well, this could. This, this candelabra could feed exactly. You know, you know, yeah. you know. Yet we're donating the, money for the, the poor. The gold, the gold that's stitched into your high priestess robes, <laughs> yeah, yes, would pay for a lot of bread. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, and I, I like you had brought up. She speaks of the dragons that don't uh, don't exist. But I, I think it was very smart that they did this time shift thing where there were dragons, and then they were done away with with Huma, and they were gone for this period because. Again, humans, we're humans, we're subject to our own, what we know of history and stuff like that. And I do feel it would be an odd fit to try to have this very ancient Rome-feeling culture and then start jamming too much high fantasy stuff into it. You know? So having well, the dragons gone, I think, is a really good idea. I, I do I do as well, except for the fact that your series is called Dragonlands. <laughs> but yeah, we, we, we have never <laughs> let that we will never let that die. Yeah, well um, yeah. And yeah. I wanted more Well if you call it dwarf axe, I know I you better agree. have an axe. I'm just saying I'm just saying we're never gonna let that go. <laughs> no, I'm never gonna let I agree. <laughs> so and well and I like the Again, I'm going to bring up the whole race thing here. Oh, yeah. We've met a dwarf, his ogre bodyguard, yep. and the chick from the sea. Who's, is she green? Her hair is green. Because the painting for her makes her green. She looks like one of the Star Trek... Are they she? Orions? Oh. Or what are they? The that, uh, Orion slave girls? Is that Kiri? Yeah. She looks yeah, she Kiri. looks like that in the paintings, but I'm like, I thought she, I remember her only being described as green of hair. Yeah. yeah. But in the painting, she's green of body as well. And I and I I definitely <laughs> I I like the fact too that she is not a she is not sexualized as much as she could be. She's not. No. They could have. They could have gone down yeah. a whole nother road here. No, they made her one of the female WWF yes. women. Oh, yeah. Who? Yes, she's a woman, but yeah, you don't mess with. And her. you, you find that she appreciates equal. She is attracted to Karaman, appreciates his physicality, and there you can tell that things could perhaps go there. I was going to be so ticked. ticked. Yes. If Kara, I was, and I was waiting for, I was waiting for that to happen as and part of his get back to, as part of his, I'm going to get back to being a warrior montage as he was going to bang the green girl. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, if he, if he cheats on Tika. Yep. Right. <laughs> oh no, he, you do not even, cheat on Tika. You know what? It even three. would have made the arc interesting. <laughs> okay. Fine. That's true. But we, so we have, Kara, we have, we, we have the three amigos here in the war. <laughs> Or in excuse me in the games we have Ka and we have we have Caramon the black guy and the green girl yep. yes is is Kiri the shapeshifter they they talked about shape yes. shapeshifter okay. yes okay but yes. but nobody I don't think anybody knows this no I don't yeah, think because so. Caramon so. goes oh you're one of them you can do it. and she just you shut your dirty mouth <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you yeah. don't say a thing oh, okay okay because yeah. cool. it's uh, like that cool. secret little mm -hmm. talent that she wanted to keep until a certain battle. Right, right, right. Oh, yes. So are we kind of into chapter five? Chapter five with Koroth. Yes, he's Koroth. creeped into Krasania's Is he, is he an elf? Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. That's, that, I, just wrote, like, elves, he, I just wrote, he's an elf, right? Question mark. They, they kind of have this name structure that yeah. seems to be consistent. Yeah. Elves and humans are the only two real, like, races that are working together, kind of, except for right. the elves are still kind of uh, snotty. 
and going, eh, we're better than the humans. Well, I mean, you we're... know, I, I could, I could totally see, you know, just the elves' lifespan is just so much longer. And when you're talking about clerics and you're talking about, you know, having the time to study and commune yeah. with the gods, an elf cleric makes yeah. perfect sense because right, right, you have right. th- four times as much time to actually yeah, commune at, with at the gods. At least. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, but, and again, but we have this, the elves and the humans are the higher races here. Everybody, everybody are, okay, the elves and the white humans are the higher races here. Yeah. Everybody else, whether you're a different colored human or you're a different race, you are the lower races and you're you're not one of God's chosen people. Right. Mm-hmm. right. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, for, for sure. And I, yeah, they're playing on all of that. Koroth finds, sneaks into her... Was there, any, was there never any black elves? I mean, they're... Yeah, I don't, dark I don't elves. Know. I I think I that, mean, like that. <laughs> I I think we you don't not that I've come across in the books mm. are they referenced ever I as I don't think I've ever had them heard them referenced with a uh, color. Yeah, they always. It's have. it's just been like they're fair of skinned or huh. you know <laughs> something like that or you know a little bit more. I don't know. I've have never thought of the really okay. Never, TSR and Wizards of the Coast. We've had we've okay. had. I'll, 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 2018. I'll, step up. I'll throw this out. <laughs> not when this was written. Not when this was written. I'll throw this out here. Okay, Wizards. <laughs> yeah. Through Chronicles and through this, we've had two black guys. Yeah. In right. the yeah, entire, that's true. In this entire universe, there was the blacksmith from Chronicles, yep. the arm from yep. Chronicles, yep. and fighting buddy dude. What's his name? Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, Donald B, I Glover. Think. Uh, Don, no, he's not. Fair, he's fair, more Terry. Fair, he's Faragast. Terry Faragast. Cruz. Yeah. 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 He's, more, he's, he's, more, he's more Terry Cruz or Ving uh, Rhames. But he's, he is the guy from, uh, not Gladiator. Well, from Gladiator. Yeah. And and from, um, at the time, Gladiator wouldn't have been out. But um, Spartacus. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, you know, so I mean. I'm Spartacus. Yeah. So he, they're like thrown in uh I'm not I'm not saying that it's wrong necessarily. Oh it's it, it's the Roman trope of the a- of Ro- the African warrior. Yes, exactly. Is is what's going on and Weiss and Hickman are just, you know, consciously or unconsciously just what would be common in everybody's mind like, oh yeah, we're in gladiator stuff just like Spartacus. And yeah, and yeah. so we're going to have the we're going to have the honorable African warrior and let's also throw in an honorable aqua girl. Yeah, right, yeah. So there's not, seems to be a lot of diversity in mind necessarily when this But again, is on, it's the city, yeah, it's I, this know, time, it's yeah. the Vatican. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> true. It's true. Arebo Derchi. Yeah, but um, the uh, Korath gets everything wrong, and when he reads this note, he thinks that uh, Chrysania has been sent back to kill the King Priest. Uh, Karamon's yes. an assassin. Yeah, and he, yeah. he reads it and just gets the biggest idea in his head um you know he sits around and just thinks about it like oh i'm gonna use this i'm gonna become more powerful yeah and, right i like that but also what his, his acolyte shows up um and they get some like weird like false information right about how uh our buddy fisty yeah right yeah as we call him yeah uh <laughs> can, can, can we not call him fisty yeah, well is. well you know i'm trying to write shorthand here um <laughs> What, he, it's like false information that Fist and Dantalus had taken Caramon, um, or bought Caramon at the auctions. Yeah. And then he, well, actually, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. That wouldn't have been false. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I, I read my notes wrong. I thought that, I thought that his acolyte told him that Fist and Dantalus took Caramon to the Tower of High Sorcery. Oh, okay. No, 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 he, no, he did. He bought them at the, he bought them at the auction, comma, and then he went to the right. Tower of High Sorcery. And, 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 we right, have, and right there, I'm jumping on the whole... Because Fistadantilus has Fistadantilus, <laughs> Dante, you. Dantilus, Issy, Ooh, something, um, something had, had but one of one of his mage things was mm. seen. 
Yep. So therefore, oh, when Caramon, he saw Caramon appear, he, you know. Master of past and present. Yes. (laughs) He he knows, he knows through his, you know, crystal ball or whatever that he's seeing through that this guy's from the future. I'm going to buy him so that I can control him and put him over here. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. Um, So we shift to Eric Rockbreaker, or Arak Rockbreaker. We shift to The Rock. Yeah. As he's fighting in the WWF. Welcome to The Rock. He has this great ogre companion named... you smell? Okay. Yeah, named Rog. Um, He is telling stories of his arena triumph to Caramon. A yellow, wart-covered ogre. Yeah. Who did you picture when you saw this? Oh, I haven't read this. No, I, I didn't picture anybody in particular. It, it was just gross. Oh, I was Thor Ragnarok. Is what I was seeing. Oh, um, uh, the, the rock guy. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Is, that, is that who you're picturing? That's exactly who I was picturing. Hey there. Because I don't have any art books right now in front of me to go with. Like, so what are these guys supposed to look like? So just, just me. While <laughs> the rock's talking at you. <laughs> Oh, man. So, uh, the King Priest is... We've learned the King Priest mm-hmm. found these games abhorrent. He's outlawed them, but finds yeah. it as a necessary because outlet for violence because people need their violence. Yeah, that, well, the elven clerics had showed up. And they're like, whoa, it's too barbaric. But then, like, people in the street started beating each other. <laughs> so they're like, okay. Uh, and again... Again, this happened within this happened within the Roman dynasties of yeah. we need to bring the games back so that the people are paying attention to the games and not paying attention yes. to what we're doing over here. Yeah. yeah, this is also an argument that would have been going on in the late '80s of like uh, mm-hmm. re- wrestling is too violent. What are you doing? Because there was this whole backlash of yeah. WWF being too violent and kids were watching it and everything, and the argument being that. It's a necessary outlet. Hey, you know what? Me and my friends. That's, t- that's what we told my mom when my brother and I were little kids. And my brother's six years older than I am. So he would pick me up over his head <laughs> and th- body slam me on my parents' bed. That's an outlet. So that I could yeah. bounce up and down. You're going to break his back. <laughs> when you think about it, though, <laughs> yeah. some of those moves. Oh, my God. I so, can't believe some, half some of, of our generation moves, isn't made. Yeah, yeah. Some of those moves and the moves me and my friends did to each other. Oh, God. In the backyard. Yep. Hey, the amount of time that I spent making myself learn sweet chin music. (laughs) (laughs) There's a Heartbreak Kid reference for you. Oh, my God. I loved Shawn Michaels. But you know what? It was always that little guy that was kind of bendy, like a bendum figure that, like, was always getting slammed on his back. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, we'd always wrestle, and there was always the one kid that was always red-faced in the corner holding his guts, going, and then we'd have to quit. We'd have to go inside or whatever. But yeah, you know, she, or, you or it's the, shh, 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 mom comes out here, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. yeah. I did not do that. You tripped and fell. Shh. I'm going to be the ultimate warrior. You're Jeff Hardy. Settle down. <laughs> uh, love, love the Hardy boys. Love the Hardy boys. So we're back to chapter six. We're but, uh, chapter six, Caramel. Yeah, and in chapter five, there's some weird line um, at the end about oh, how... Um, no one gets killed. Yes. Dot, dot, dot. No one. And yeah. I just thought it was kind of... Well, of course not. You're freed. That's the ultimate freedom. Is that, is that, <laughs> what, is that what they were playing at? I guess, you know, I was like, man, they're, they're playing at something here. On the well, end. no one gets no. killed. See, I took that immediately to go to, oh, well, this is where they send the slaves, so nobody gets killed. Wink, wink. Yeah. Accidents. I was I was, I was going to say, I thought, thought this was actually kind of the ham-fisted of, like, we all know... People gonna die, <laughs> and he's like, nobody dies, nobody. 
They were like, mm-hmm. no. Or, or, According are, to the or are you nobody when you die? Like, According no, to the, I, I think it was just a very on-the-nose, because, because, not okay. good yeah. way of, of trying to reinforce that no, there's no stakes and there's no death here. When all of us reading know, when all of us reading blood's going to be spilt. But the general, but again, this is for I took this as for the general public, too, yeah. to where it's the... Oh no 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 no! Dave 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 didn't die. That was all special effects. Right. And he's he's he 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 won his freedom, and he's currently living on the yeah. farm upstate that your parents brought your childhood <laughs> dog to. <laughs> yeah, they're playing this up for the audience yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the audience believes nobody dies. So do, in the chapter, do you think the audio audience really believes no one dies? No. Or I mean, I think I not everybody. Like I feel like it's one of those where. <laughs> it's WWE. You want to believe that it's real. But I was just going to say, there it's, are those out there, probably even maybe some of the, not our listening audience isn't these people, but who believe that it's real. Exactly. It, it's one of those where it's When like, everybody with an ounce well, of mental and fortitude. Even, even when everything's safe. And yeah. even when all the people sa- can get hurt. All the safety yeah, standards are in. You don't go to the NASCAR race to watch them go around in circles. No, no, no. You go to the NASCAR race hoping for a crash. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes, yes. That's what's on the highlight reels. That's all you need to see. Um, so, chapter six: Caramon and Taz are brought to the dining hall, and here they meet Faragas, who we were talking about, and Kiri, okay. Irene. She's hot. So we talked about Kiri already. <laughs> Faragas. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Who was sure. in your Who was in your mind for Faragas? Oh no. Why? <laughs> what? Oh, Faragas was Panthro in my head. <laughs> From Why was he Panthro? <laughs> Sorry. He was just it was just the garb, he's the big black guy. But he's Panthro was a black dude. Come on. I don't he care if he's a... purple or <laughs> Panthro was a black dude. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's funny. Can okay. we talk about like Chitara and what she did to you as a young boy? <laughs> Why no? she was a, why or she, what you did looking at pictures of her. Why, <laughs> I, I was too young to Why she know. was allowed to walk around naked so much yeah, in a cartoon. Oh, the weirdest feelings. <laughs> it is, it is Moving weird. on. I, it, look, up Thundercat, <laughs> look up Thundercats robot chicken after that, after Thundercats. Um, oh, you yeah, see, yeah, 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 see yeah, Panthro yeah, and Chitara yeah, yeah. living in a trailer. Uh, <laughs> Lionel. Okay, uh, chapter six. God, there was a lot of that going on in the 80s. What was that about? Uh, chapter six, <laughs> chapter <laughs> six is where I have written down that Caramon's arc. Or Caramon is fat and hates exercise. His arc is painfully predictable Yeah. Uh, in this half of the book. Yeah, I feel a lot of this we don't have to necessarily go because mm-hmm. we kind of did already. Yeah. And he goes from training montage, he beefs up. You know, that's what chapter six is He's about. running the logs like Rocky in the yeah, snow. I and, like uh, it. Yeah, um, they, they meet a shapeshifter. Fisty's back. Um, and, and Taz can go, come and go as he pleases, yeah, which and, that and, is important because it will play a part later on in the book. And, and you know what? Does. Nobody's Fist- seen Raceland. No, no, yeah, yeah. Nobody's so how long has it been? Was it before you knew what was going on between Raceland and Fist and Dance? That okay. I also want to point out here right before we get Save into that. Save that question Bob. for these two. Okay. <laughs> right before we, before we get into that, Bob. Yeah. I also want to point out here. I got concerned at the time frame here because we've been here for months now. Yeah. There was this whole urgency in book one: is we got to get there, and we got to beat Raceland there, and we got we we have yeah. to beat Raceland there so that we could stop him doing whatever he's going to be doing. And now we're just. Going to the arena for months. Yeah. Training montage for months and moving on. Yeah. No, it's, I feel like it's something they had to throw in because Caramon had to. So change. the urgent, the urgent, I, 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 I agree. It lost the urgency for there, me to go did find the urgency. It did. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. 
Yep. Uh, whereas they'll put the ticking clock back up on the mantle yes. here by the end of the book, where it's a tick, 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 tick. Hey, you realize what month it is, don't you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let, let, yeah, it's like the writers just even forgot about it till the I, last minute. I didn't know, what, to go back to your other question, yeah. Bob, with the whole Fistadantilus Raceland thing, because that gets revealed here pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I didn't know. I was more along the lines of thinking that maybe Raceland was Fistadantilus all along. Yeah. Well, and he I kind was very, of yeah. is. Yeah. It's, yeah. It gets it's kind of confusing. It's it gets screwy. It's and super if, confusing. And if part of that was going to be the, th and if I, I was concerned because I'm like, wait, no, they forgot about the fact that Raceland had Fisonantis' voice in his head, but was that just his weird, was that just his weird, like, uh, <laughs> insanity? Insanity yeah. or what? what's going on here? So I was really confused. I, yeah, no, I knew where this was probably going to go, but I was confused as it, how we were going to get there. It goes from being yeah, cool time travel to what the F time travel. Mm. Because because they're connected. I, I don't, well. See, I didn't, we'll I don't agree with that. I thought you know, it was pretty self-explanatory after he, well, after he explained it, I thought it was pretty easy to yeah. follow that yeah. he just kind of, Adapted and became Vicendantilus. Well, and and w there is the quick drop in here too about the fact that it's not, you know, it's not, it's not unheard of for Vicendantilus to just show up in another body. Yep. Yeah. So when Raceland shows up saying I'm Vicendantilus, they're like, uh, all right, you're oh, black. But, but I I didn't get the impression that you could that he I thought he looked like he did Vicendantilus. The only time they named they they talked about him changing shape was later on in the book because we was find out end. he was, no longer has the hourglass eyes or the skin. Yeah, he's just skinny Caramon. He's just skinny yeah. Caramon. Yeah. So or no, yeah. or I'm not Caramon Raceland. No, yeah, Raceland. Yeah, he's yeah, skinny Raceland. Caramon. They're yeah. twins. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> brown hair, brown eyes. Yeah, yeah, right. So, and that's Fistandantilus. Yeah, it, like to or, me, to me, the people around is Fistandantilus ever described? No, but to me, I thought that that's what he looked like. You know, so like the people around him aren't going like, well, why is Fistandantilus looking different? That's just how he's out. Well, he never takes. He only takes his hood off for certain people too. That's true. He's like the emperor. Yes. Yeah. All he is is a chimp. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> or a lady with chimpanzee eyes. I don't. Well, well. What, it depends on which version you're watching. I have that action figure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ooh, I've seen it. Yeah, of course you do. Um, so, where are we here? Chapter seven. Pro, Chapter uh, seven. Pro yeah. seven. Seven. Yep. Yep. So Caraman and Taz sit around talking about how Caraman is going to kill Fist and Dantilus. and Caraman says he'll sneak up on him at night. He's such a simple. Got got to yep. got to sleep sometime. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna go up on yeah, him. I'm gonna whack him on the head. You you remember uh, my brother? He get, he get really tired. He was a wizard. Yeah, sleep yeah. sleepy things. You, they're easy to kill yeah. when they're asleep. He's and not I, expecting. Right. Wait, does, uh, and Caramon fights somebody actually kills them in this chapter. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah this the this barbarian. Is the, this is the, the first barb. accident. The bar the barbarian. Again, we're in the we're in the professional wrestling where some people have names and some people are just I am the barbarian. Oh oh yes. And the barbarian is a plainsman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He remind oh. he reminds uh, Caramon of Riverwind. Yeah, and so Caramon is wearing almost nothing. Absolutely. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> he's he's got he's got fur, he's got furry armored briefs and armored shoulder pads, and that's yeah. it. It's, yeah. it's gold and a and helmet and, and a cape. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, very professional wrestling. Oh, um, God, I love yeah. the fact that when he goes out, the the the, the, the like rich women are catcalling him. <laughs> 
Yeah. They're like, hey, come back to my... Why Bring did I some do of that over here! Accent? I just took that with the Jersey accent. Well, Snooki would have cackled. <laughs> oh, yeah, Snooki would have. You want to smash? <laughs> yeah, I think Caramon's all about Jim Tan laundry in this book. Yeah, right. But so they have this sharp blade that's so it's supposed to collapse, right? And they've got yeah. was it like chicken's blood or a bladder of chicken's blood or something that's supposed to splash everywhere and whatnot. That doesn't happen. Yeah, right? it's no. He actually it's, stabs him. Yeah, it's one of those right? where he he thought it was that collapsible dagger, but it wasn't. Surprise, Caramon! You should probably look at your weapons before you use them. But I'm well, gonna he go. Had no, he had no reason to think that any. He had no reason at this point though to think that. The, they be, that the the fighting game here that they would be losing ass that they would give up assets. Right, right. Didn't the other fighters kind of give them that hint? No, I the way they again, were acting and looking. But again, remember it's Caramon. That's a valid point. So, they did try to subtly hint. Um, we got to talk to you about something, but it'll be after this fight. I even right. ha- I even have in my notes Caramon right. is way out of his depth. Yes, <laughs> but, you know. But look, going to your point, Luke, I'm I'm in agreement with you in as far as all of this is super predictable. When that knife doesn't collapse and he's killing people, I'm like yeah. Like that one, I saw that coming a mile away. Oh wow! Yeah, exactly. But whereas you're going, oh wow, I'm kind of having fun with this. And yeah, none of yeah. this has been. And a I'm looking. And I'm again, also, I'm perspective. Also, perspective. Yeah. Again, all perspective. Definitely. And I'm, al- I'm also looking at you know, Caraman is a human being here too, where he does have this inner turmoil of, well, yeah, I've killed people before, but it's mm-hmm. been for a cause, and it hasn't been just straight up murder. And I don't really know how I'm going to just straight up murder Fist and Dantilus. And oh my God, I just accidentally murdered this dude. Well, and right. and, that, and then he's got to go. And then he's forced to go back. You're you're going to put on a smile. Yeah. You're going to go back out. You're going to wave to the ladies. You're going to do the little Terry Crews peck thing. Yeah. And <laughs> then you're going to come back. I don't care how you're feeling right now. Watch him. Watch him. Watch him. It also it gives a point uh, to show a little bit of Raceland's, uh ethics. I think because he talks about it when they talk when he talked about well I was a mercenary. But Raceland was usually the one that picked which what. Yeah, we contract. walked away. We walked away from a lot of jobs. Yeah, because, because Raceland, Raceland says it said, wasn't right. No, right. Hmm. so it, it puts that a little bit of hint of eh, he might not be completely evil. No, again, and it's it's yeah. a good little add-in. I thought. And but, actually, I I kind of feel like through a lot of this, we're tr- they almost are trying to redeem Raceland in some mm-hmm. ways. Like, almost like the way Raceland is seducing Chrysania, the authors are trying, to, in some ways, to subtly seduce us towards Raceland's point of view. Because at the end, you're kind of, mm, for a yeah, while, yeah, you're, go, you're, you're, right, you're going right. like, okay, the king priest is evil. This land, you know, Raceland is kind of, kind of trying to do away with a lot of that. Well, maybe Raceland's okay. And then till the end, and you find out what he's done to Caramon this whole time. And and, well, yeah, what he's done to Caramon this whole time. And this is however I feel, however I feel he's that he's playing Caramon right here. Raceland is I feel, playing. I feel for a former mercenary, a war hero. Race or Caramon is way too dumb at the begin in part of these scenes. Yes. Yeah. He should. He. Sh- I don't. I don't. I don't care if he is a little slow. He should. He's been around this fighting and all these machinations his entire yeah. life, yeah. he should have a little bit better understanding of what's going on. I, I agree. And I, not be so surprised think, at that. I think, I think Weiss and Hickman run afoul of their own character that they've created. Like, Caramon, I love what they do with him in this book, but he is not smart enough for some of this. And how he's been portrayed a lot of times. Where you, you're left kind of going like, I don't know if I can always get a butt. Because they made him at times such an oaf. Mm-hmm. 
That then you're like, oh. And they've made him as times, and especially through the Chronicles, yeah. they made him as times to be a cunning warrior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's been there's so, an inconsistency with the portrayal. Correct. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe he's just still woozy from the time tunnel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Those yeah. dwarven spirits, they hit you hard and for a long time. Yeah. I, yeah. I do like the shot that he had Taz sneak him in at one point he had Taz sneak him in a bottle of booze and he got sick from it. Yeah. Right. Yep. I, I do like that. But we find out at the end of this chapter that Taz says now the clock is kind of being put back up on the shelf. Uh, you know, the time time crunch is coming and they're like, Okay, I, I can sneak us into the temple. And we can kill your brother. Yeah, and it's uh, like, all right. Let's go today. And it's fist and fist and dance. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's revealed. You know, after he kills that guy, that fist and dantalus bought them, and he's been orchestrating this whole thing. Right. Oh yes. Um, and it, Taz can. And get you them. killed that guy because his owner did something bad to me, so I took out the debt and with you. Right. So chapter ta- eight. Ta- right. So Taz could get them out of here and into the temple the entire time. Yep, but I think I think that we're supposed to believe that that kind of just happens though too. That once you become high enough on the totem pole fighting in the arena, mm-hmm. which then I feel we were meant to believe Caramon has that that's kind of the deal. You you can go out, you can kind of party, you can kind of sleep yeah. around. Yeah, they talk you, about the secret. They talk about the back door that's left open. Yeah, and oh, you wait, better because all those wait, all those wait, women can, who can love Caramon get them out, or yeah. can Taz get them? Taz can get them into the temple because he's been kind of. Hanging around, get, get, getting out, getting okay. into the temple. But Caramon can get out of the arena, and he can kind of... Oh, okay. He's still, yeah. he's still yeah, got... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, there's still no way for him to get the collar off his neck. Well, and even if they did, he was... They would be known as slaves still. And yeah. they would be hunted down. So that's why I feel like Taz hasn't yeah. done that. And Taz, and Taz has been doing the... Well, Caramon's been going through his workout montage and becoming gladiator in the arena. Right. Technically, Taz has been doing recon about all this stuff. Technically, if you go it, from right. drunk bum on the street and you've gotten into the arena, this is a good life. You, they've buffed you up. Mm-hmm. You are loved by an entire audience. And you can parade around the town in secret and, at night. Well, and quote, and, unquote, and get and summoned. And sleep with your with your fans. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, you can, you can it's get kind of a rock star life, except that you're a prisoner. Yeah, it's kind of really like doing a podcast. And well, <laughs> no, no, not quite. That's the, you, you guys aren't having that same experience of being summoned. Shh. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So Taz has been doing, but Taz has been doing all the recon on this uh, this right. whole time while Caramon's been. This, this getting is buff a, again. Which is really funny to say Taz has been doing all say, the recon. This is the scary thing when Taz is the brain <laughs> of, a, of an operation. When Taz becomes the brain, it is true. That's a terrifying Buckle moment. Up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. I know where he is and we can get in tonight and we can just do this thing and go home because I don't really want to be here anymore. Yeah, right. But I love all this scene where they're walking through the crowded streets and the ladies are, you know, wanting him to well, sleep. Well, because Taz and... made him put his uniform on. Yeah, yeah. he made him So he's walking on. around his little G string. No, yeah. he's, he's just got. He's just got the cape and the helmet. Oh, I thought he had his. Well, they, they, I was they, gonna they, say I was pretty sure he was. Just, no, no, they do. They uh, do drop a line in there about the fact that he's got he's got like a a decent shirt and pants. Oh, okay. oh I was picturing the G string. Yeah, no, he, probably he's, not. Okay he's just got me. his big gold <laughs> helmet and his big gold cape. Yeah, yeah. Just to remind people of who he is, and then it it's, also it's like when you see the Mexican wrestler walking through uh w- w- walking through Mexico City in like the suit, but he's still wearing the mask. <laughs> the <Yeah>. wrestling mask. <laughs> um, I actually Luchadores. Thank you. I really like the description here as Caramon is entering the chamber and sneaking up to stab his brother. Or Fist and Dantalus. Fisty. I really, I, I really like how this is done. But he hesitates 
Because he wants to see the face before I, he kills I'm going to go with you. Stay in the shadow. Yeah. <laughs> and this is when he sees it's Raceland. Surprise, yeah. it's Raceland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, I don't think this came as a surprise. This was anybody. not a surprise, yeah. I don't think, to anybody. But uh, Caramon collapses to his knees no. and Raceland takes the dagger away from him. Um, yeah. Caramon. I don't know what other reaction Caramon should have had. I feel like it's in fitting with his character. But I've always hated this about Caramon, how much he has been drugged through the ringer by his brother. And even at this point... He still is just... Uh, what do, he's what do you whipped mean? by his brother. Yeah, but you, you, you don't fall to your knees and, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. drop the dagger. What the hell are you doing here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know, I just feel like that's more... Again, where I, where I'm thinking Caramon is way too out of his depth. Yeah. You know, like, I, because and of the type of character they've created him to be, a lot of this sometimes is unsatisfying Maybe that ways. Maybe that much dwarven spirits causes brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> like, legit brain damage. Yeah? I would, uh, yeah. No. I can get on that. But I, I don't know, but that's kind of just been him. So we get the explanation as to what happened in Chapter 9. I don't know that any of us needed this, but, you know, because I think most of us already knew what had happened here. But Raceland has do, already killed Fist like and I do like the minutia yes. of how And this happened. is a really cool minutia. It says Fist had sought to use Raceland's body as a husk. Yeah, because that's evidently what Fist and Dantalus does, is he takes on an apprentices and then steals their life force. And drains them of their and, life yeah. force. But Raceland learned to live with this pain, follow the current backward, became master of the past, and sucked him dry. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Um, so, when are we supposed to believe that this has happened? Did Raceland just do it as our group was bamfing back in time? Okay, or so has Raceland been, been manipulating this for a long time? I... They, and I know that the answer's out there probably in a book. Raceland, Raceland talks about... Raceland goes probably into... Soulforge. Go, goes probably Soulforge. Probably Raceland goes into a whole Next speech year, about how Parsalian and Caramon and you know, nobody really understands time. Right. And so I get the feeling that Raceland has been manipulating time this whole way. For a because, long time. Because he talks about going to the different ends. He hasn't been going to the different ends of the earth in th the three months that yeah, I agree. Caramon has been here. I, I think that he has been mastering this for an awful long time. Yes. I, I agree. Right. Yeah, I... what Since entering the Tower of High Sorcery. I guess yes, I don't... Yeah, that's what he's been doing. I don't know. You know, it's it, it is, it's explained vaguely, which could be good. You know, you just... You take, I think you there's take, something good. Yeah. You take your own out of it. Yeah. But, I mean, really, like, all he really could have done, because they they both cast time travel spells mm -hmm. around the same time, all yeah. Raceland had to do was just go back a little bit further. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all he had to do. Yeah. And that, that's... that. I guess that that's kind of where... My brain went for a safe space in order to accept all of this. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You, you just accepted or, his timey wimey wibbly wobbly stuff. Yeah, or he, <laughs> or he had Hermione's little like time necklace. You know, I, you know, he could, <laughs> you know, like rewind time a little bit, go and do some other stuff. Rewind time again, go do some other stuff. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know, and I and I don't know if I like that it's vague. I think I really would have rather had like him just be like, my brother, you're dumb. <laughs> I, I just went back in time further than you did. <laughs> like, yeah, and, you I, idiot. And, and I've been here for like three years. You know, yeah, like, right, like, right. I don't. I. Uh, I have a question for you here, mm. and this is a time travel question. Oh boy, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. Whoa, so mute. no, we've already gotten descriptions in his own book about ripples and rivers. Yes, Ray, uh, so <laughs> yeah, Fist and Dantalus yeah. is in race is all search for Spock in Raceland's head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the future. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. 
what happened to that part of Fist and Dantalus when Raceland went into the past? I don't know. And I feel like those answers are in Soulforge or other books, and I don't oh, know. Oh, so they're not in this trilogy. I don't remember. Okay. okay. I don't okay. remember. But that, um, that's what I no, kept no, thinking. No, for sure. Like, um, or at have least... you gotten to it yet, Paul? I have not started the book. I, and I read I the other book it, uh, it, a couple years ago, I don't remember. It. Yeah, I started or, it, but it has not. Yeah. Or at least, point. okay, so you've... So you are the way you are because of Fist and Dantalus. Mm-hmm. You go back in time and you kill Fist and Dantalus. Maybe it takes for you to leap forward before that snaps. Oh, but then yeah. there is also all this talk about how only a kender can change time. Uh, because it's a river and they're yeah. throwing pebbles in it. So you can just come back, mess or F stuff up. Yeah. But if Fist and Dant- my, my question is, is if Fist and Dantalus is still within Raceland, and Raceland goes back to see Fist and Dantalus. Doesn't he still have part of or Fist, Fist and Dantalus? with him? Fist, f- future Fist. So, 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 so if, the fi- if the Fist is deep in him and he goes back in time, <laughs> does the Fist remain inside Raceland's husk of a body? And what, I, I, I would say yes. And being the great, it's so. not Be- physically him. Being the great and powerful black magician Fist that, Fist of Oz. that Fist and Dantalus <laughs> is, wouldn't Fist and, da- Fist and Dantalus be able to recognize part of himself within Raceland? I don't know. <laughs> I know. Like I said, it's yeah, it's I convoluted, agree. but it's very convoluted. this is where hey, my head went. Guys, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey <laughs> stuff. But I, I, Doctor I, Who explains it all. Magic. No, but I do feel like you're just supposed to accept on the surface what's going on here, I and can't. there isn't. I know, but I agree such a big deal was made in Chronicles of yes. Fist of Dantalus being in his. Head. Okay, let, let, let me just put it this or way. You, even in the beginning of this book. I, I, yes. I don't know that I even now, well, I know at this point, I don't really have Fist and Dantalus Raceland figured out right now. No, I don't. At, at all. What, no, what I happened? don't either. And I know which, there's people which, who which could explain that which to us. Which could be okay, but not if it's a main character in a book. Like, like what do you... Yeah. Like, yeah, he can be mysterious. Well, at, Raceland, Fist and Dantalus in the Dragonlance Chronicles. Yeah. But when he's, like, the main character and his actions are, like, the main focal point of this trilogy, I'm kind of worried. Well, all, and then, all I feel, I feel what we're supposed to be just on the surface meant to think is that Fist and Dantalus reached for and was, like, sucking Raceland dry. Mm-hmm. And Raceland lived with the pain of him in him, mm-hmm. but used it against him to follow him back and then killed him. Right, like that. I mean, that's all that you're supposed to figure out, and not worry about the time loop that's going on. But there. did he really kill him? Because if he, re- I think we're supposed to think well, that he killed. I think him. I, I think, think he killed him because he might be in him, but he's not actually. Raceland's using just sucking the Raceland's, life force out of Raceland, but he's talking to Raceland in his head throughout the entire chronicles. And wasn't there that whole thing that no? Fist, but I think Fist we're supposed and, to bet through the chronicles is when Fist and Dantalus has made that contact with Raceland. Yeah, yeah. And Raceland at the at the end of chronicles, once Raceland goes to the Tower of High Sorcery, is when he's gathered all of Fist and Dantalus' old material. He's reading through it, and he becomes Uber Black Belt Sensei, and then follows that arc of power back to the past, and. F's race or F's Fist and Dantalus but, 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 just but gets then, it off. But right then, then. What's, yeah. what's all this about Fist and Dantalus being able to hide among the gods behind the veil? There being a moment of weakness and him taking Raceland. Then what was all that? <laughs> and then you get it, well, and then we get into the whole the whole. I, I, don't get me wrong. I love time travel. I always I, yes, love time I travel. Yeah. I love discussions like this mm. that talk about time right. travel. But then we can also fall into the whole loop here of 
if he truly went back and killed, if he went back and then truly killed Fist and Dantalus, right? Then Fist and Dantalus wouldn't have been there in the future to start sucking on him, which would have caused <laughs> him to go into the past to, <laughs> ah, to, but to go and kill him. So I'm believing right now that Fist and Dant- that he Fist and Dantalus isn't dead. Fist and Dantalus at some point is going to come back up as you know since he's been hiding in you know Palpatine's fo- Palpatine since he's been <laughs> hiding in Paladine's footstool or whatever he's been doing for the last. <laughs> Well, now here's another question. Uh, if Raceland becomes Fist and Dantalus, pretty much, right? He right. takes over his persona, um, takes over things. I don't know. Does then, <laughs> when Fist and Dantalus goes and sucks Raceland dry, or tries Can to... Can we not? So, so, when he... Uh, so, it, I see what you're actually, saying. Is it actually... Let me... So, is it actually then just Raceland trying to take control of Raceland, because he is Fist and Dantalus, and then he's trying to take over Raceland. So, is so Raceland, Raceland can try so to Ra- take over Raceland. So Raceland's trying to take over Raceland, so it's like, ma- it's, it's like magic masturbation? Kind of. Because he... They do talk about how Raceland gave the Dragon Orb to... Uh, oh, to, Dragon uh, Orb to somebody uh, else. As Fist and, yeah, as Fist and Dantalus. And he get he Oh, yeah, into he's motion. so power-hungry, this is going to eat him. Here. Yeah, oh, he he put into motion a lot of the things. Here, I'll, I'll be coming for this in a couple thousand years. <laughs> that's, that's basically what it is. He put into motion a lot of the things that they said Fist and Dantalus did. But I in reality, need, it's well, we need we need Trampus Whiteman. Trampus, give us help. Uh, so he he helps with the or runs the Dragonlance Nexus. Uh, we're not the first ones to have these questions. There is an entire forum oh. on. Fist and Dantalus versus Raceland debate. <laughs> and it just goes on. I don't know. Uh, there is a lot of Soul Forge being brought up here. So oh. I feel oh. uh, we need to eventually read Soul Forge. So when yeah. we get to Soul Forge and. All the, might be made clear. Yeah. Well, okay. So. No. We will so get to Soul Forge. They, We're going to do they it. They wrote a trilogy. Everybody was really confused. So they wrote a book to fix it. Okay. Uh, I do think that is a lot of what happens. Dra- I, do, Dra- I do think they're, they're, they're just. Again, these are humans. They're just writing. They got. They're dealing with a lot of time. I I know from reading like uh, Weiss's uh, I think um, uh, annotations that Hickman had like these pieces of butcher paper up, and she was going to him, kind of going like, "I think we just have a problem here with this time travel." Like she was bringing issues up to him that were going on, and he had like this big schematic. Of he was time that, travel. He was that crazy Go, guy. He was the I great, just yeah. see the whole conspiracy theory <laughs> yep. with the things tacked on the wall and the yarn that's going down to the other tack. <laughs> they, they all lead to the center where it says time travel exclamation yeah. point. <laughs> Always funny in Philadelphia. That's what I'm getting right now. Magic. Oh, what is, uh, uh, um, right. Um, um, About the mailroom thing. Pepe Silvia or whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that is what that is my image right now. So I think they got uh, it to a point with this book, and yeah, they will go back and iron it all out because unfortunately, the audience for these books, like us, are tenacious. Need, yes. We, yes, we need the answers. Yeah. Can I just say so. that Soul Forge would be an awesome gladiator name? It would be. I also <laughs> think it should be a metal band name. Yeah, that's what I was thinking immediately with <laughs> a band name. Or, or, I'm know, sure it is. Or, you know, a metal song written by a fan of ours. Which you should go and look up right now uh, and throw some jingle his way. Jangle! Jangle. <laughs> Moving right along into chapter 10. Come on and ride along. <laughs> Footloose and fancy free. Okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> a podcast in its natural habitat. D- uh, Danub- Danubis and Crisania talk religion. Yeah, uh, yep. and Discs of Mashikal are being translated into Salamnic, uh, and she approaches uh, Danubis and is like, you know, I. do you think the church is, like, cool? 
Yeah, just a little crisis. Having um, a crisis, yep. I say this is. I feel like this is pretty important because this has been something she's been constantly having in her own mind. This is the first time she actually verbalizes it right. to somebody. Yes. Well, let's, let's, and, let's, he, and he immediately drops the church line of, well, you should go talk to the king priest about this. He's very open to questions. Right. Well, and, I, I, and then later on in his head is going, Maybe she's got a point. Right. I feel we should we should bring up here because we've kind of not really talked about it a lot, a little bit in the last episode. But Raceland's whole plan here, like we got to get out. Like, what is Raceland trying to do yeah. here? Because none of this makes any sense without knowing True. what Raceland is trying to do. So Raceland needs both himself and somebody like Crisania, right? Who is like this pure uh, devotee, you know, uh, a paladine in order to to open the gateway. Yep. Right? And so... And he, he needs to open the... And the reason he needs to open the gateway is because he wants to go after the Dark Queen. Right. Which should be an impossible task. Correct. You should never be able to get somebody who is of Chrysania's bent to go along with this plan. So he needs to plant this seed in her mind that the church is evil. And that's why the cataclysm is going to happen is because the church has pissed off the gods. Right. And so with the church pissing off the gods, the queen, the queen of darkness will be, this is the only time in history where essentially she's preoccupied. So Raceland will have an opportunity to strike. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and we're finding that this is working both uh, two ways, both what he is saying mentally to her is working where, because we find the church or the temple is corrupt. You know, and so everything she's feeding to her is correct in her mind. And then because she's weirdly attracted to him, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he's becoming her boyfriend. <laughs> he's, like, he's all hot and buff now. Yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not gold anymore. <laughs> he doesn't have the hourglass eyes. Yeah. He just looks like a skinny buff caramel. You know, yeah. He's, yeah. he's just figuratively hot now. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So they have this. They talk about religion. They talk about is the church really doing the best that it can do for the community, and um, even chrysanthemum. Um, <laughs> every time. Chrysania um, actually plants even more seeds in Danubis because Danubis has been having doubts himself, and after talking to Chry- mm-hmm. Chrysania, he begins to think about his own doubts about you know. Maybe she's right. I'm the yeah. only scribe left. The, the the king priest has chased out all the other scribes, mm-hmm. all yeah. the other translators, all the other ones who are trying to, you know, push the church out into other lands, into other communities. And the king priest has kicked everybody out. I'm right. still here because I'm an old dog and I'm not learning new tricks. Yeah, he's that right. guy that they just put in the corner and said, all right, do whatever you want. Just don't cause issues. Yeah. And that's what he did. He just continued to scribe. He enjoyed it. We're going we're gonna to put you in the parish in uh, Lower Brooklyn and uh, where you can't make any trouble, but you can still preach the good word. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. the, you know, go out there, just don't mess up. But then, uh, what, Crisania leaves, um, and Danubis is called home by Paladin. Well, visit, visited by an elf named Laurel. Yes. Well, Danubis is called home by Paladine, I think, or at least an old elven cleric. <laughs> is, is this the first time we've really heard of the conflict of Lorelei and... Lorelei. This is the first time in this book that it's... Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, I was, I was kind of thinking back going, did I skip this part of the book? Or? And, and, and Lorelei is, is Michael. Yes, yeah. Laurelon is the Laurelon is the angel Michael, right. yeah. coming to coming to bring the true believers. Home. Well, well, I was going to say to not put too fine a point on it. Again, I believe that Hickman is thinking that. Or I'm sorry, Gabriel, not Michael. Gabriel. Gabriel. 
I believe that Hickman and now is painting an apocalyptic scenario where he's going to very closely follow Christian theology as to oh, what yes. happens at yeah. the end time. Oh yes, it's where the, it's the reckoning. It's the it's the yes. The true believers are being called home. Right, and, right, and not not to like offend people, but there is a very strong belief in a in a lot of Protestant veins of Christianity, of which Hickman, being you know. Uh, one of those strains of, I, I guess you wouldn't call him Protestant. I mean, you know. Anything Mormons that's not Catholic is Protestant. Yeah, right. So, um, but this this idea, there is this idea that the Catholic Church, so not to offend Catholics out there, but there is a lot of belief amongst Protestants, a lot, sometimes that the Catholic Church will actually help usher in the end of the world. <laughs> you know, uh, and that they, they have been seduced by corruption and wealth and that they will bring about the end of the world and actually buddy up with the Antichrist. And that is what I think he is. Oh, yeah. He has, because the king priest has buddied up with the Antichrist, who Rayson has been, uh, Fist and Dantilus, has been painted as being Satan this entire mm. time. Ah, yes, the moon child uh, ritual. The moon child ritual. And so, and, and so the, yeah, the... The, the heavens will rain down and destroy the church. And like you said, exactly, we are going to see a rapture yes. happen here. You, you know, the, the, the people who, who are truly chosen will be called away, you know. Which, which again, uh, I think there was more fun for me reading these chapters pulling that apart yes then yes. maybe what's actually written here. I was, <laughs> I was more concerned as well. To I wanted to have I'm I'm not a big one for Senate scenes and no. temple scenes and political <laughs> no, no, no. machinations, <laughs> but I wanted a little bit more explanation or panic or something from Karath or from the king priest about why are all these people all of a sudden gone? Yeah, yeah. I think that's it's, one of the, it's it's basically just ignored by by the higher ups in the yeah. church. You almost you do get that well when like I mean like way later on when Raceland's whispering her in her ear, pointing her at the king priest. About how he is worried, right? I almost. But I think he. I, I feel he's just worried about everything. I feel like he's almost so caught up by this endpoint in like a re religious ecstasy that he's almost maybe tuning a lot of this out. Yeah. Okay. And they, or he's they, just going to. He is. He is past that tipping point, like maybe a cult leader or something, where he is just going to go with this plan no matter what happens. It they, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that there's an asteroid coming out of the sky yeah. uh, the or anything else. The priests that are left, the priests that are left, the priestesses that are left. We 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 have nothing like we have we 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 have no no explanation here like. The ones that are left going to see the king priest and going, um, yeah. So I was having dinner with Sally last night, and no, uh, there's none after of that. dinner, well, after dinner, I haven't seen her since, and she's they, gone. <laughs> they don't show yeah. that, but they do talk about how the king priest was ignoring all of the signs that this was the yes. first warning sign of, hey, don't do what you're going to do, and then more bad things happen, and it's, hey, well, and he twists don't it like do what you're going to do, yeah, yeah. He twists it like a typical zealot of. They're setting me up. For I was power. gonna. I was gonna say he is in yeah. his mind. He's past the point, and all of this is now working to feed what he believes is. Yeah. The see, the gods are setting this up. Uh, this is the war, the thunderstorm, and the cyclones. This is the warm up for when the gods are gonna are gonna listen yeah. to me and allow me to take all the evil out of the right. world. You look at a cult leader like David Koresh, right, who says that the apocalypse is coming, and then all and 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 tells all of his people about this, and there's that. At some point, when the ATF and the FBI are surrounding them, that only feeds into that apocalyptic mentality. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know where there's no there's no turning back. You know, the, yeah. the helicopters in the sky are 
from the book of Revelation and it's feeding into the, the apocalyptic mentality. Yes, and Jim Jones and, and you know and Jim, Jim Jones, Jones, you know, right. they're 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 all all the bad people are gonna come for us. I've been told by God that this is the way for all right. of us to to ascend to the higher place. Right. Put on your tennis shoes because Hale Bop is coming, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we are we are seeing a a church that has turned into a cult and is past the point of of turning back. Mm -hmm. And no matter what happens, they will They'll bring it through their own lens Correct. as to what's going their on. Their perspective. Their perspective uh, lens. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Chrysania does go to see, to see the King Prince, uh, right? the old KP. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and anyway, in the, in the meantime, though, we do get that you know all the true clerics have left Kryn. Mm -hmm. Right. And this does tie very nicely into the Chronicles. Yeah. Because you know all of them are gone. Um, I guess I don't know if you want to cover anything that they talked about or that she talked about. Well, she, she, she sits, she's sitting there in a chair watching the king priest basically have his, you know, meet normal meetings. Yeah. And she's sitting there and, oh, and the king priest, as we learn now, spell is wafting over her. And, you know, instead of dragon fear, she's getting king priestly awe. Mm. You know, right. Um, is wafted, and she's like, "Okay, maybe, maybe things aren't as bad as they seem." Right. And then, and, Raceland, then and then, Ra and then Raceland puts his hand on her shoulder, and you, you see, and I don't know. She feels like, a quiver again, up and down her spine. Uh, yes, again, <laughs> it's the world we live in. It's 2018. I just all of a sudden saw like the big bright king priest, you know, who you can't really see because yeah. there's so much, it's too much. There's so much light and, and glory light. coming yeah. out of him. Yeah. And when Raceland like lets her see who he really is, I just saw Bernie. <laughs> no. I just saw the the, the 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 short little old Jewish man going. I don't. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, we're, we're doing this. Let's go. All right, let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Race. Let me up with her, and for some reason introduces himself as Fisty, because I feel like there's there's something weird, and again, because we are unsure of Raceland, this Raceland Fist and Dantalus relationship. I don't know what we're supposed to take Raceland and Fist. And it's, uh, at least when it's coming out of his mouth, it's it's a part of his plan. Right. Like, are we supposed to see in some... Like, now I'm just speaking totally out of ignorance and people are just yeah. me yelling. But, like, are we supposed to think that maybe there is in some way some sort of reincarnation aspect going on here where Fist and Dantalus is... In part, Raceland? He's still I, in there fighting for control or something? Or? I, I, I don't know what's going on. I just took it as they're in a hall full of people who think he's Fist and Dantalus. Yes. He, right. He's going to say he's Fist and Dantalus. Yeah, that, so that he other is, people... Yeah, Raceland is, yeah, is that, the yeah. final Horcrux. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, he, he just, it's <laughs> one of those where he's, that. he's surrounded by a bunch of people. And uh, it, I think it's mentioned that they had somebody like kind of watching them. Mm, no, th this was they uh, were Korth. Korth. Korth yeah, was watching. Yeah, I think was watching them. Mm. So of course he's gonna introduce himself. As I, I, thought, I, thought, and I thought this was a point where they were in a spot that they could talk. No, because it was surrounded. It seemed like people weren't they really could, listening they, to them. Yeah, they can talk, but they're still in the they're still yeah, in the mm. chamber. You're still surrounded by a bunch of people, you know. So yeah. that's I just went with that simple. Yeah. He's lying to protect mm. his image. I'm gonna and keep. Ag I'm and again, shots of the shots of the. Uh, Catholic Church here. Oh, yeah. The Pope is still a dude. And again, I and I'm gonna still. I, I, I'm loving the imagery and all the sussing out all this religious imagery that he does. Again, going with my idea that Satan is this image of Lucifer, right? Where he sits there and, like Lucifer, is the light bringer, right? Lucifer mm -hmm. means light bringer. So he brings knowledge. He brings truth, right? 
but then subverts it towards his own end. So that, and that's what he does. He brings truth to Chrysania, shows the king priest for who he is, brings kind of like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden were brought truth by Satan. That's like, hey, you're naked, mm -hmm. right? And all this kind of stuff. In fact, at the end, we'll see Raceland is sitting there eating an apple. Orange. Or a piece of fruit, right? Yeah. He's, he's yeah. eating a piece of fruit. And it's like, I have brought knowledge. I've brought hmm. truth to Eve. And she flees. She flees from race or from the, you know, uh, from the king priest. Right. Um, and again, all of this is then buried and subverted and changed yeah. over. But uh, he, he's he's still using all of these. Tri like he's almost going overboard to where once you know about it, it almost becomes too much. And you're like, <laughs> it's it's just nonstop. Hey, you know? I love it when a plan comes. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. For, for me, it's like, wow. I mean, it's cool. And at the same time, it's like. Now it's pulling me out. Yeah, it's too much. It's pulling me out of this and universe. See, I, I loved the orange scene because the or the orange scene I would would fit perfectly into just a, that little drop at the end of the scene in the movie where he just pulls out the orange and is just peeling yeah. it and just be like, <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. Now yeah. is this is this the point where Chrysania gets uh, offered to be? Taken away by because she is a true cleric. No, 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 no not yet. We're not yet. We're she's offered it twice. I know she's offered it twice. Yeah, we haven't we haven't been offered the first time yet. Okay, okay. I couldn't. So I could she, not remember. She runs. She runs away, weeping. Right, and and on to chapter eleven. Right, and yes. again, I, this book I, I do think has very adult themes. Like I, I whereas the last book I or the chronicles books I felt were kind of young young kiddish mm -hmm. in some ways. I don't know that this one is very. No, this is this, this is, is, very, is way. Yeah. This is a far more sophisticated plot. I, I can't. The last one I could see a twelve-year-old sitting around and reading. I just started uh, Autumn Night with my son. Yeah, which is uh, awesome. This, which his first comment at the beginning of Autumn Night was, "There's so many characters that were just thrown at us." Right. <laughs> Whereas this one, I feel, if you sat down and started reading to a kid, there'd be periods where they'd be paying attention, and then there'd be this stuff where they'd be like looking huh? at the walls and Ooh, yes. like, "What is Dad reading to?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. They would have total Taz moments where it's like, "I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna play with this." Yeah, yeah exactly. This. Gonna, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're poking at the stuffed animal's eyes. <laughs> it's like, Okay, so she runs broken. We get into chapter 11. 11. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the true cleric's disappearing. Now that is leaving. called the Night, the Night of, of Doom. Doom. Ah. Like and the Night of this. Doom is the precursor to the plagues of Egypt. Yeah. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. We're no, throwing it all in here. No, there's 13 of them. <laughs> it's the rapture that just happened, and now the plagues of Egypt are happening. Uh, but but Pharaoh's heart will be hardened. He will not turn from his plan. Uh, Grisania is going around the temple questioning the church. Um, she's just in a state of unrest. Uh, a lot of this was pretty good. I, I think this is starting to build like a sense of urgency. It is. Now this, as to what is going on. There's you, this apocalypse that's approaching. Yeah, and it's really good from here on out. I feel they do a really good job of creating this urgency right down to the point when we get to the end where everything goes still and well quiet. and god it's beautiful you, you have that timetable that we were earlier talking saying we that they we threw need, out for a while it seemed this is where the it, it ramps it up it's like i don't know if you're watching a tv show maybe minute 30 that's yeah. when it really starts to ramp up again yeah. where it's like wait a second we got 15 minutes to the end of this episode we, yeah yeah we, we gotta, gotta we gotta get that yeah. energy back up and, and what a, what a, what a better time for the rapture than christmas 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. That's when it should happen. So Raceland shows up and he rubs up against her and she gets all tingly. Mm. The tingles. <laughs> I get the tingles. I, I got a nosebleed, guys. <laughs> well, maybe you've been alien probed. Ooh. <laughs> um, no, it's just the coke. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if there's people out there who find this relationship hot and steamy. Um but if so, they probably are. I actually, I, I, I actually love their relationship, but I don't find it at all hot. Like, I feel like there's people out there who find this attractive, or this is some sort of vampiric. Rela- I, I find this there's some. Dra- there are some. There, there's some Dragonlance couple out there, and by all means, folks, if you have this, that's cool. If you have this, uh, send us a picture. I have um, seen a picture out there some, of a very hot-looking Tika Caramon couple. Yes. that's like some sort of picture <clears throat> taken up. If you, there's some couples out there, I guarantee you, there's some couple out there that's doing the Raceland Crisania cosplay. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And that's yeah. what you know. That's what yeah. theme night at the house is. Yeah, it's yeah, but I don't find this relationship especially steamy so much as uh, very interesting. Intellectually, I find it stimulating, but uh, I would not want to see any of this played out on screen. Well, maybe I would, but <laughs> but I, I don't I don't find this. <laughs> you can probably tricky. look on the internet and find it somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. this would be a movie that all of the love scenes could just cut to the L sheet, and I'd yeah, be okay. Yes. Root scenes. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I was reading this, and I just all of a sudden I, Luke, Luke was walking through, and I yeah. just went, "Hey, Luke." Boot scene! Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. just Demi Moore and Kiefer Sutherland. And <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. But this is the part that kind of made me kind of gag in my mouth a little bit because uh, they're describing Rayson and said his thin little body smells like spice, <laughs> rose petals, and bat wings. Oh, those bat I'm like, wings. I, 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 but this is what I imagine Jeffrey Dahmer smells like. <laughs> Like it's kind of disgusting, but whatever. I mean, bat, wing, bat wings don't do it. No, <laughs> this is kind of gross, but whatever. Um, Ray- so, so Paul Ryan smells like. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> but I like this because this is finally where we see Raceland crumble a bit, right? Yeah. Where like, like he has kind of overcome a little bit with his emotions for Krasani. He's kind of falling for her. Yeah, you see a little bit more of his. Of a humanity, in him. Yeah. yeah, which yeah. I like, which which has been alluded to by Caramon that Correct. this is how they were as a younger man. Yep. That he was very black and white and always wanting to do what was right, and that is what has led him kind of down this dark path mm-hmm. in in a lot of ways. And you see vestiges of that coming back. I really like yeah. this, and I, I like this. And we 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 have these moments where Raceland berates himself for don't yeah. stray from the plan, right? Yeah. And up, uh, yeah, he's kind of punching himself in the face. You, re- <laughs> you remember what? Le- and 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 then we get the weird passage about like his one his one sexual encounter at like 16 with one of Caramon's girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. Yep, the random yes. the yeah. random flashback. That was necessary. Yeah. Well, he's also got a tick because he needs a virgin. So he can't even do like I know, right? Yeah. What he's doing, he needs a virgin, so he can't even fulfill his relationship with her. I didn't even see that. That's yeah, bad. yeah. So he's really ticked. Like I mean, he's just in just pounding his head against a wall right now. Well, he's pounding something. <laughs> um, well, I either well, one. We're all, yeah, we're I all t- trying to get that Luke, E on the end of yes. this. Luke, I agree with you. I totally didn't need the quick shot of... God, no. The, no. the quick shot of his awkward sexualness as a teenager. No, that was out of place and weird. Did, yeah. Was there anything in the annotator version about that? I should probably have it. There's, there's, there's some weird like circle, a line. So. It just says sorry. <laughs> if there was anything about it, it would be in here. Yeah, so I don't, I don't okay. think so. More, no. more, more so than the. Uh, and I'm going to keep talking about this. More so than the awkwardness of the, of his sexual experience. Yeah. 
it was one of Caramon's girlfriends who then went back to Caramon. Yeah, that was Caramon. That was weirder to me. That's yeah. like that's like the the brother's girlfriend who sneaks into your room and then goes back to your brother. That's because they're the Duke <laughs> boys. That's why Duke boys were cousins. Oh yeah, they're cousins. That's right. It's not in the south. It's close that's enough. not any better. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems to make sense for me. You know, like I mean. They're just trading girlfriends as they're little, and then they get bigger, and then the one has some sort of relationship with a fist guy and fisty, fisty, <laughs> a down and fisty. You just, you just trade. But anyway, elsewhere, Koroth learns that Fistendantilus is not behind the death of his gladiator, <laughs> and he is told it is Lord Onigen. It doesn't matter. The king priest will soon call upon the gods to eradicate evil from Kryn. Actually, I thought that was just kind of a throwaway. Like was, I, I didn't care I, who. I, again, I don't care. well, again, this is. Weiss and Hickman trying to make a layered world that we try, don't no, care about. Well, trying to make um, trying to make Raislin maybe a more honorable. Trying to make his like Raislin a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he really wasn't behind making before the his final stab. Making we're a stab. Making his yeah, doing. making his brother kill somebody. He it really does, wasn't behind. It does right, explain right. then to why uh, Caramon sees that other slave being killed by the Minotaur with the poisoned. Uh, trident. Right. Kind of. It, it throws that in there just to kind of give a well, little that's bit the of lead a in. That's the lead in for the final yeah, fight. That's, that's, it, yeah. it adds a little bit of a fear to that Minotaur then. Or and I, yeah, I think my dad rode on a boat or something. I don't know. I think the authors are trying to lead us to question because then they lead us to Caramon <laughs> at the end of the chapter, yeah. who's also questioning and is like, well, may, is, is Raisin good or not? Like, he wants to kill Fist and Dantilus, who I'm supposed to try to kill. That's good, you know. So I feel like we're all supposed to be left towards the end of this book before the final stage. And here, I like thinking that Rayson might be doing what's okay. And yeah. I like Caraman's wrestling with himself here about freedom of choice. Yes. And about oh, how, good, how, yeah. how every man deserves to make his own choices in yeah. life and who is he to make choices for Raceland, if who is Raceland to make choices for him. Mm-hmm. Everybody should yep. be able to make choices. I did like it it went maybe three three or four sentences too long. Right. Yeah. Where it yeah. said the same thing over and over. But I did I, I, I did like that idea of who who am I who am I, Bob, to make choices for you for right. your life. Right. Right. You were entitled to make your own choices, your own mistakes, etc., etc. Yeah. No, I liked it too. On to chapter twelve, where we need some levity because this book gets really heavy when it gets into the religious stuff. Mm-hmm. Taz, mm. he's gonna stop this cataclysm. He's got this. <laughs> I got this, guys. I got, I got an idea. I, I'm gonna stop the cataclysm. <laughs> oh, Taz. And. When, and so he goes up and he's listen, He's looking in the keyhole and he's looking. He goes up to Raceland's room and he's looking in the keyhole and he's watching. He's like, "Kiss her, kiss her, yeah, kiss yeah. her." <laughs> he's just sitting there, kind of listening to everything. And of course, his explanation is, "Well, I, I just didn't want to interrupt. I'm just, I'm just I was I'm just, just listening in the keyhole and didn't want to interrupt. I'm just waiting for them to be done." Yeah. And then what is it? It was Raceland who put the idea in his head, though. About how you're not supposed to be here, and you know, yep. you see, there's yeah. like a, like just a, like a dropped line about like you're, you're you're the only one who could affect any change here. Is this the point? And where, then more time travel confusion. Is this the point where Raceland tells Chrysania that 
Yes. She wasn't meant to come back. They're having like a hot yes. boot scene. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. Tab, they're having a almost yeah, like a post boot. You know scene. what? They they don't do this enough in this book. But again, w- what happens is like we're following Taz, and then through Taz for a second, we're led into the scene of Chrisani mm-hmm. and Raceland. I really like when they've done that. They did that with the transport back in time yep. too. It's a really good thing that they do. I wish they did a little bit more mm-hmm. of it. Because then it can explain a lot of the yeah. issues yeah. we're having. Yeah, I, so I agree. So Chrisania leaves, all, still all confused. Yeah. Ra- Raceland looks down Hot at Taz. Oh, by the way, Chrisani is dressed a lot hotter by this point. She's yes. getting she's getting a little bit more. Well, bad I mean, girl. I mean, oh, yeah. the uh, she's hanging out with Raisin. Their boots seen in it. Well, not not, not, not all no, not no, 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 is, the, is, is the weather hotter here? Is that why she's uh, or is that not it's, not happening? I yet? feel like it's a symbol of uh, they keep she's, talking about she's the, loosening up the old bustier. Well, they no, do, no, they that, do that's keep, one of the uh, thirteen. Yeah, they do keep talking. Yeah, they do hotter. keep talking about how the weather's way too hot for Christmas time. Yeah, yeah, the gods are closer to. Than they've ever have been. Yeah, and Raisin's starting to get sick because the gods are so close. Right. Chrysania well. is starting to get a headache because the gods are too close. Raisin says he's getting sick. Yes. Which yeah. goes back to my point from their previous Well, because there's, thir- yeah, there's 13 is he sick? Is he not sick? Mm-hmm. What's going on with that? that? I actually, I did pick up on that in this, in this uh, second half of the book when, you know, it... I hadn't. Well, I guess he wasn't really around a lot. I don't. I don't know. But then we have the weird. Then we have the weird scene where he has sex with the Queen of Darkness. Yeah. I didn't like I this, and I didn't really know what this was about. The, the, I, I don't either. The, yeah. the weird, the weird dream sex with the Queen of Darkness, no, I, yeah. Yeah. and then he pulls back her hair, and it's chrysanthemum. Yeah, but and because what I think is what is happening is he's being come. <laughs> He, he chops be- off Vader's head in the cave. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, isn't it just basically he's becoming overcome with lust? Yeah. He wants to be with Chrysania. He can't defile her because she needs to be a virgin for this, this thing, the ritual, the arcane ritual, the moon child ritual that he's going to be doing. You know? So, um, so I think that's what it's meant to be. It's mm-hmm. just kind of, they, they wanted to do a more adult sexual teaser here, but they'd written themselves into a corner because she had to be a virgin. So yeah. like, hey, you know, have the Queen of Darkness show up and be a little bit of an incubus. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what? So, yeah, she's uh, just going to do the old bait and switch. So so Taz Taz and Raceland have this conversation. I liked this conversation. This was, a, well, yes. this was actually the other one that I was going to suggest for our stinger. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this conversation, and... Raceland just is. What do you want? Yeah. I got stuff to do. I'm gonna stop the cataclysm. I've got a time machine thing. I, uh, I've got. <laughs> yeah, I care about this device. Caramon and I have this device. What, what do you want? My dragon orbs are blue. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I, I'm pretty sure I had this Magic the Gathering card. Well, <laughs> yeah, but Tat ta, ta, dragon orbs. Oh, I mean, like n- Raceland nerdgasms his pants. When he when he hears oh, about this yeah. this uh, time traveling device, this I mean again you can't send a, a Kender back. This has screwed everything up. He's like, oh, oh you you have a time device? What? This here. is the one thing that he uh, was not betting on. Come back. Um, tell me what it looks like. Oh, and it turns into a step. I think I I have to do a little research. Come back in three days. <laughs> and so Taz bounces away and comes back. You know, and we go on with everything that's going on here. Yeah, and I really I really like this idea that because it actually sets me up. Uh, I had already read the book and I couldn't remember exactly what happened at the end. So even reading this, I was getting tense like, mm. so how does this, what what did happen here? Because Raceland says that there's going to be a better better way, right? That if this time device is activated on the day of the cataclysm, that it will stop it, right? Like, yeah, which it's, I, I completely thought. At this, I thought that's what was going to happen. I, yeah. See, I, I thought that what was going to happen was this thing was just going to bamf Taz back to the future oh, okay. so that he was out of the way. Oh, I, oh thought, okay. I thought that it was just going to, it wasn't going to bamf anybody anywhere. I figured it was going to be just like a bomb. And yep. destroy 
one of the maybe or, cause oh, the cataclysm, cause the cataclysm, or like yes. injure a god that so that it then, is what caused the cataclysm. Yeah, something yes. like that, where it's like it goes off, and then that's actually then the cataclysm actually. Oh no, no, it, it was it was all it was all about like it wasn't going to work because that was the whole thing with that time travel spell is yep. you can't stop the cataclysm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I appreciate here is that unlike Chronicles, it's nice when a plan has been laid out. Right, we know what I love here. Chapter twelve, they have laid out mm-hmm. the map of all the way to the end of the book, what should happen, and now we're going to follow that along mm-hmm. to see what happened. Will that mm-hmm. fulfill or will it not? They never did this. And Caramon's trying to be a book. yeah. So Raceland's going to research this magical item. Yes. that the time travel magical item. Yes. I like the Car- I like again. We get a little humanity from Caramon where he's trying to tell. Um, Pantheron Chitara to get on a <laughs> I like that he's trying to save them. Yes. I do like this. Yeah. yeah. Get out of town, we'll figure oh, it out. You're, you're f- and they're just like, you're full of crap. Yeah. 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 Did yeah. you get hit in the head in the arena? It's that, you know, <laughs> it's that guy on the corner street yelling, the world's ending, and you're all like, eh, yeah. whatever. Before, yeah. before, before he morphs into uh, Morgan Freeman. Right. <laughs> so there is going to be <laughs> the final big arena battle. And right? Mumra shows up, and then they got to. <laughs> Sunday, 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 the final <laughs> battle for your freedom. Yeah. But I love, again, all of the stuff of, like, what's happening as this cataclysm is is, is approaching. I love the oh, atmosphere. The sky's green. Yeah, the atmosphere that yeah. is painted is really apocalyptic. The sky is cool. green. It's getting really hot. It's calm. Like, there's not a breeze in the sky. You it's know, really like, foggy and solace. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah we're getting reports about, yeah. like, floods and fire. And you know, I, uh, the so do you have, like, all these vignettes yeah, where, like, yeah, you yeah. kind of skip around yeah. and see all this stuff. It, the trees are bleeding and sylvanesty, so maybe that is where Lorox, like, nightmare kind of, like, originated. Oh, and I, do, yeah. I do like that. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of given us little hints as to what, where the issues came in Chronicles. It's like, hey, this is going to be the well, start it, of it. And, 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 and everybody goes with mustache yeah. and quality but, SD or but whatever. They, yeah. And explains the, it explains the uh, issues with the Plainsmen because the planes are on fire. Yeah. Right. right. But all of this would look... Would be wonderful as a movie. Like it's got this very kind of you're jumping between all those vignettes, and then mm-hmm. to Raceland Heaven is to Kisa's dream, and then to Chrysania, yeah, who's like restless in her bed, and and Caramon's working out, oh, and Taz and is commenting on how weird the sky looks. Raceland like sleeping nude, sweating in his sheets. It's kind of great. I can almost hear like that that music or whatever that's building up as where it's like everything. Like maybe it's like it's a opera or choir singing or something. You know, and it's just flashing between everybody, uh, setting everybody up. Where is everybody at before this final... Before the big final battle. The big final battle, which I, I think was done really well. <laughs> and the dwarf's getting all nervous and ticked off that he's going to have to return the ticket money if they can't have the final <laughs> battle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the world's ending, but I want my money. Yeah. Nobody um, knows the world's ending, though, well, except for the yeah. three people. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, Onigen uh, is still ticked off about his guy getting killed with the fake dagger, so when the Minotaur faces off... Oh, against the fake, fake dagger. The fake, fake dagger. Yes. So, yeah, the fake... The real fake, fake dagger. dagger. <laughs> um, so when, so when uh, the Minotaur faces off against his guy, the Minotaur uses a poisoned trident and yes. kills him mm-hmm. to settle the score. Uh, which is great. I don't know that this goes anywhere. Like I thought, the this, only, the, this was going to be a long, prolonged battle. Cool. It was I a little, cool little art piece. It was the, cool. The Very only cool. place yeah. that this went was this was another drop where the guy walks where where, where the guy walks away from the crowd, walks out of sight of the crowd. He dies in the tunnel underneath the Colosseum, 
and then the dwarf goes goes out and tells the crowd, "Well, he has won his freedom. You'll never see him yeah. again because yeah. he's often free." Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think the main reason they threw this in was to build. There up is no real freedom. Yeah. Well, yeah, there right. is none. But I think they threw this in to build a little bit of tension for the fight that's yes. coming up yes. later because because you feel like if you get a scratch, yeah, if, if you get Paramount a scratch, gets a scratch, she's gonna he's die. Dead. Yeah. No, I, mean, I agree. I didn't think the fight. What I guess I meant by that is I didn't think the fight then. Although there's a lot going on, went on long enough. I would agree. You know, like was, I thought there was going to be a lot of tension of like, oh god, he almost got scratched. Oh my god! But it was it was a very quick. Yeah, it was, it was, it was it, quick and yeah, brutal. Which is fine. Uh, yeah, I, and I'm fine with that. Um, but anyway, during the fight, a cyclone comes in and destroys the temple of Istar. Uh, but this is only the beginning. So we're jumping to chapter mm, fourteen. Yes, in Istar of old. Istar of old. So Christiania is at morning prayers, and the king priest talks of all the warnings, but he's convinced that it is the forces of evil. Like we said, we you know instead of a warning to him, he's warping it all. That no, this is just evil. They're trying to stop us from what we're doing. But she can't take it anymore. She runs into Caramon, who has been looking for her. Um, which is kind of funny because last time she saw him, he was just a drunk slob. Yeah, now he shows up all oiled, and, and he's been hot. trying to—he's been trying to get a hold of her <laughs> and looking like Raceland Fist yeah. and Dantalus, but hotter. And he's—and he's been trying to get a hold of her. Right, right. he's been trying to set up a meeting. She's like, "No, I have no freaking use for you, Chrisania. Yeah. You yeah. don't call no more. You don't text no more." <laughs> she ghosted him. <sighs> yeah, but Chrisania, for shame, Chrisania thinks he she can redeem Raceland, and Caramon agrees. Um, so they're going to go and get the time device. There is still good in him. I feel it. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, uh, Weiss says that Return of the Jedi is her favorite movie. And that's exactly yeah, I remember, what, I remember you saying that last That's exactly what yeah. she is going Ooh, But this is before Return of the Jedi. I remember a year ago. No, is no, this is like 85. 86, oh, is it? Okay. 86. Okay. 86, yeah. Yeah, yeah so no. Um, but... Uh, anyway, Rayson tries to convince her to come with him, uh, and, and all this, you know, there's a lot of kind of back and forth. There's a, time is compressed in these chapters, which I like. There's a lot of running around, lots of talking quickly to, between people. Rayson wants her to read from a magic book written during the Age of Dreams, and yes. she reads a description mm. of the time device. Ah, that's where the time device yes. description comes yeah. from. Yeah, okay. and it can transport... Uh, one person only back. I, I did, I this did, is the final linchpin that I, I did. Love. I did like how it was written too. Like only one, only one. Like it was like she's like yeah. oh 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 oh, and then she collapses like because she's like they sent me back mm. to die. Yeah, what? Yeah. what they betrayed. Yeah, yeah. and it takes her yeah. so many. Like you said, Luke, it's written because it takes her. She rereads the same mm-hmm. line, rereads the same line. What am I supposed to be? Oh, because what I love Wait. this is this, what oh, what I feel it, which is which isn't been talked about, but how but I read this is fudge. that she has. She's met the king priest, who she mm-hmm. always heard about, and has built him up in her mind. And she's and he's totally, always confronted with how yeah. he he's, he's totally the Wizard of Oz. But the reason she's still going with her beliefs is because of her connection with Elliston, correct? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because the the, the, the yeah, real yeah, 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 she yeah. is a true cleric. He is a true king priest. Yeah, and she's like, I I have been working my entire life for this. He is good. You know, like I am I am of Elliston, and then this is the final betrayal. Like, mm-hmm. oh, but. They all sent me back to die. You know? Hashtag not my pope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh my gosh. Here's, this, this might just make, be me forgetting. Did Elliston actually try to no. send her back? No. Or did she no. just do... Yeah, she just made the decision yes. to go yeah. to Elliston's bar. dying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. He was like, you can take over instead. So it wasn't his betrayal. No, that's true. It was that's true. hard. Yeah, well, no, but I don't uh, think I we're don't supposed to see really. this. It's not a betrayal. Yeah. But that's the thing. is This is a twisting of reality. 
Raceland is is not telling the truth. Yeah, this is not a betrayal by anybody who sent her back. No, and this that that, that just like that just yeah. comes back to what I said before about you know you can't trust anything Raceland's saying. No, mm-hmm. no, like, he is you, twisting. You, even in this book, you know, yeah. unless if it's in quotes and it's vi- from Raceland. Yeah, he's I, an I unreliable narrator. I don't trust him. No, God <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. But, yeah. but but I interesting interesting mechanic you got there. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I do. I like that. Um, yeah, because he tells the truth. Usually he is telling the truth mm-hmm. and then subverting it for his own plans, yeah. right? Like, he is telling the truth about the king priest and how corrupt they are and why aren't they taking care of the poor, but his answer to that corruption is just as corrupt. Yeah. Like, yeah. So make me God. <laughs> well, what I, <laughs> you know? but, but what I said is true. From, From a, a certain, certain point, point of view, <laughs> the poor are starving, and your and your priests sit here in decadence. Yes, kill them all and make me god. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. um, uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I can, okay, I can okay, fix okay, this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taz has got this. Don't worry about it. Yet. Don't worry, Crisania though is gonna think about all this till tomorrow. <laughs> so we're on to chapter. Yeah, 15. yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> let me sleep on it. A, a fiery mountain is hurtling I was towards just your do, city. Let me sleep on it. Will you help me tomorrow? Let me Let sleep me on it. Will you help me tomorrow? <laughs> There's a fiery mountain coming down towards Istar. Let me sleep on, on it. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to be sleeping under it. So <laughs> Started swearing to my god in Parsalian's grave. Okay, so 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 Ray Ray Raceland, what do you want? What do you want me to do? I, I got the I got the timepiece. What am I supposed to do with it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do these things. Memorize it. <laughs> yes, memorize this. And you, I get, we're not shown this, but um, I, we're not told this, but we are actually shown it through the uh-huh. lines. We don't, have, we don't actually get Raceland talking to Taz about this. We just get Taz going, okay, so this is what Raceland told me to do, and da da da. And I could just picture that meeting. Oh. Where Raceland is trying to tell him the spell <laughs> and what to do. He, like, and he like, has his head just y- yes. grasped, just, okay, listen, <laughs> you have to say this, repeat it to me now. No, no, say it right. <laughs> yeah. He's, so yeah, t- so Taz has got the timepiece and crawls in the podium like it and crawls in the King Priest podium like Police Academy. Right. Well, <laughs> and before that, we got to get this in Chapter 15, no. this betrayal. This, no. Right? <laughs> Sorry. Oh no! Oh. Ruined. <laughs> um, but Karaman is going to find Taz when Eric and Eric and Rog confront him, and this is kind of the big reveal. Raceland Fistandantilus has been to visit and told Eric all about Karaman's plan to leave. Mm-hmm. He told Eric to arrange the final fight to be between Karaman and his friends and the Minotaur. After after Raceland went and talked to his friends and made yes. up some story about how Raceland has was, set this all up. was betraying yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Raceland's awful. <laughs> He's know? kind of a dick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by yeah. the way, Fist and Dantilus says it's going to be a beautiful day tomorrow, a day that everyone in Crin will re- long remember. Wow. wow. The door slams shut and locks. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the point, uh, and it should have probably come a lot longer, where I'm like, if this does not turn Karaman, I am out. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just too much. Mm-hmm. He has been battered by his brother, and I don't care how much love you want to say he's got. There has to be a reality-breaking point at some point. And they've gone through more than any humans ever do, right? And it is. I mean, this is when Karaman pretty much says, I'm going to kill my brother. 
right? Yeah, this, it, is, this flips him yeah, completely. Yeah, he must kill him. Um, well, he says it. Let's see it, Caramon. Let's see it, big I agree. boy. Words are. He's talking big words, but will Simpleton here follow through with the plan? <laughs> I don't, I don't well, know. And so we're in the next. We're, yeah. <laughs> and so we jump to what are we? Sixteen here. We're in sixteen. Yes. Yeah. Sixteen. We have these two scenes. Almost in my head, they were going simultaneously. Simultaneously. Storms <laughs> raging Storm, and all this. Yeah. Storms raging. The church scene and the. Uh, Fight scene. Yep. And Laurelon is this is again the offering oh, yes. of Laurelon. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, you want to bamf out of here? Nope. I'm I'm not coming on the rapture. I'm staying here. Uh, <laughs> I could still save him. Yeah, yeah, I can still save him. There's still All right. him. Hey, we're blowing up the yeah. the shield generator right now. Yes. No, no, I feel like if they had if, if perhaps and, she he was he had offered it to her three times that might uh, be added and denied in, three times and denied three times that might have been added. And he, in a as little he's bit disappearing, into, they hear a cock crow. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That, that might have that been that might have been a. <laughs> um, okay, so is that where we are? We have fight day. Yeah, let's go. Let's go there. Let's just go. Yeah, what the fight? The final fight. Ding, ding. Ding, 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 yeah. Final yeah. fight. Great reorks. Yeah. So, uh, Karamon prepares for the final battle. Um, he's still trying to figure out how he's not going to have to kill his friends. Yeah, yeah. Well, wasn't it... It was one of those where Raceland had said, if you don't fight, then you have to fight your friends. If you do yeah. fight... You're fighting with your friends, not against your friends. Right, right. So that was that was Raisin's way of saying you're going to fight no matter what. The question is, are you going to be killed by your friends, or are you going to be, you know, trying to be help your friends? Well, yeah. and everything's set up here, so it's all on Caraman. No. Yes. No, it's the the two the the green uh, elf and yeah, uh, the, the big shape guy. Change it, tur it turns that way after they get into the arena. No, it no, was, that was set up. That was set up by. Uh, that's what makes uh, Raceland so heinous. Is that here you have Caramon who wants to save these two, and he set it up so that he has to kill them. Yeah, I thought it was the complete opposite. No. I thought it was one where if you didn't fight, then you were gonna have to kill them. But if you fight against this Minotaur and against these things, then you're fine. No, and, no, because there's a whole there's a whole scene it. where they're standing ready to go out into the arena, and Caraman's like trying to talk to them, and they both turn their backs on him. Yeah, right. yeah, but there was also a scene where Arock, er I don't know why I call him, er is Arock his name? Yeah, it's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah him. however you want to pronounce he, that. Yeah, yeah. He said, you know, there are two options here as to who you were going to fight. I thought there was a scene where he was he offered them to fight because he said, your brother will say you are not going to fight. Oh yeah, and it was and it was one of those where if you don't fight, your friends get the false weapons. Yes. and the Minotaur yeah, gets I the have real one. I have written. He told Arak to arrange the final fight to be between Caramon and his friends and the Minotaur. Caramon refuses, but Arak says he must, or they will die by the Minotaur anyway. Yeah, it's one of those where it, it was. Yeah. He kind of gave him two options, but, he, but it was... He, yeah. He's the only one who goes into the fight with a prop weapon. Now I'm getting confused. I thought I remembered it, and now I'm... No, he... Yeah. Caramon, Caramon, Caramon has a prop weapon. Everybody prop else weapon. has real yeah. weapons. Yes. Caramon yes. has a prop weapon. But before, it was the offer of, your friends won't have anything. Yeah. Your, your yeah. friends will have prop weapons as well. The only one that will win is the Because they make up right before they go in, and so they actually end up fighting the Minotaur together, but they weren't supposed to. Okay, that's the way yeah. I read it. Is now I'm I'm forgetting. I don't remember. because the, yeah because the whole setup was it everybody on Caramon and Caramon only has a prop weapon. Right. See, yeah. I I didn't think it is that way. I thought it was kind of a 
I thought it was a free for all. Free for all. I thought of it more of a of a free for all, and yeah, there's no but but either way, there's no teams. Yeah, yeah. there was no teams, but at no. the same time, and whoever's left can climb up the pole and get the key yeah. and be free, which right. means that it's it's everybody on everybody. Right. Yeah, but not everybody against Caramon. Just Caramon's the only one without a real weapon. Right. Right. Either way, Caramon gets out of this whole deal and is going to go off his brother. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and sadly, and, and sadly, both of his friends are dead. Right. And he, we do have horrible. That, we do yeah. have the nice little scene with him holding the Green Woman, saying, "Well, you're free now." Yeah. yeah. Right. Which again, um, I am actually kind of surprised at how evil Raceland has now become. Like they have really painted him into a corner as a character of us. You know, I mean, uh, um, the, his, will there be a Raceland redemption story throughout the next two novels or not? When but he bamps they, into the future, does he have the red robes on again? Yeah, they have made him uh, pretty irredeemable. Well, I mean, at this point, it makes sense. He's going to become the evil god. Right. Exactly. No, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. Um, and for sure that uh, he is becoming the evil god. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. He was such a popular character, um, you know, in the in the Chronicles, that I'm surprised that they're... Go- I'm not surprised that they're going the route of making him evil. But a lot of times when they do something like this, mm-hmm. you're going to try. You're gonna then bring him back or redeem him in some way. That's, or will they? Or will I think they? they w- I think it's the yeah. standard. Yeah. They, they have to. It's, yeah, I think it's standard. In the way they have written these books... Yeah. I wasn't too afraid that Caramon was going to die. Yeah. No. He's, it's, it's, the, it's, it's the series of the twins. Yeah, exactly. The twins are going to so make it throughout the entire series. Right. It's one of those where it's, yeah, I built a little tension, but I, I feel like they have to have that redemption. Yeah. So he goes off. He goes off. I to, love this. He, Taz, he marches out. Taz is going to activate the device, but it all falls apart. Oh, Taz. Which I love this because there's a lot of, like, uh, I, I get a little picture. You even get a little picture of it all broken. Oh, yeah, and I'm going to do this, and this is what he told me. Oh, that piece fell off. Um, but but Razel knows what he's talking about, so I'll just continue to do go through go through the motions and do this. And oh, it's in pieces. What I love what I love about all of this is Raceland has set up all the pieces, and now we're watching it all come to fruition. Wait, where everybody is being betrayed. Caramon is betrayed. Yep. Taz has been betrayed. You know, the, the 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 device falls apart as he's trying to use it. You know, everything is failing in the last. I love it. I I feel like this is Weiss and Hickman in some of their finest writing. Where unlike other books, where things felt really muddled and didn't make a lot of sense, everything is just like. You mean there's a plan? And there is a plan, and it's not coming to fruition, but we've known what that plan is. They're not just faking things out and making crap up as as they go along. This is very tight. Yeah, yeah, the time from the uh, church scene and the fight scene now to everybody getting together and running down the hallway yeah. is very tight. You feel the urgency. Yeah. It's it's it, mm-hmm. it's rolling like it should. Yeah. Can I get a church scene? <laughs> <laughs> um, back to Caramon. He tells Kiri and Faragas that he has not betrayed them, but he must escape. He grabs Kiri and throws her into Faragas because he won't fight her. Bulldo- uh, bulldozes his rag and takes his club. The fight begins. Um, she turns into a bear. Yeah, she turns into a bear. I guess she's a shapeshifter. She's a <laughs> so, druid. Yeah, yeah. Wait, it's, oh it's, yeah, it's well, like way earlier on. This we forget. No, I don't know. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. but uh, and I love that druids yeah, are finally. Cameron knows stuff. about this because he's from the future and knows yeah. the race. Nobody else knows about <laughs> yeah. this. Faragas though goes down to the Minotaur's poison trident, and Caramon cleaves the Minotaur's skull. 
and yeah. leaves the blood on his blade as oh, he goes after I, it. I as, love he, that. as he rips the collar off his neck yeah. and goes after his brother. And Kiri rips the jugular uh, as she's a bear uh, out of Rog. You know, it's awesome. Um, yeah, that, I like. And what this a fight horrible scene. description uh, of ogre blood! Oh, yeah, yep. yellow pussy blood. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I could, I could smell it off the page. <laughs> yeah, I love this ending. The visuals of it too, where like uh, Curie grabs Eric and throws him against that spire. In the mm-hmm. middle of the arena, there's the spire, right? Well, that has the key on that the top of it. That has the key on it that gives you your freedom, and he's impaled upon it, yeah. which is, is just... That was, that was good. Very cool. I mean, predictable in some ways. Like, it's symbolic. It's what needed to happen, but it's very cool. Um, so, um, Karaman's free. He vows his brother's death as he holds Kiri's body, um, which is really cool. Um, this is very melodramatic in some way. Like, and all of a sudden we have holding her body, screaming to the heavens that he's going to kill his brother. Super melodramatic, no! but I love it. Yeah, yep. I will kill you, Caraman. And then we get race. And then we Raceland. get Raceland. Ra- Raceland. Yes, I will kill myself. <laughs> and then we get Raceland in both Crisania and Caraman's uh, heads. Yes, as they're both fleeing with everything that's going on here, guiding them. Yeah, because they don't uh, know where they're going. They're just going, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go kill my brother. And I know exactly where he is. Well, why do you know exactly where he is through eight secret passageways and four secret doors? Yes, to right, the right, left. right, right, right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Left, you imbecile. But Crisania in chapter eighteen is in the midst of this epiphany where she believes that she's been sent back by Paladine not to redeem the memory of the king priest, but to learn from his mistakes. And he believes she believes that if she calls upon the gods, they will answer not with anger but with power. Is her whole thing. So she's gonna. Okay. Yeah. Yep. She's still wrong. Yep. <laughs> the cataclysm must happen, but if I help Raceland, then I can learn and teach others. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So she can go and use Raceland to open the portal and destroy all evil. So again, we're seeing her hubris is uh, mm-hmm. and pride is and arrogance is is leading her to think that she can do all of this. Has she learned nothing? There must be a balance. She has learned nothing. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of things, and we it would get too muddled and too much time would be wasted talking about this. There's a lot of Catholic versus Protestant versus Mormon stuff in here. You could talk about like intercession and talking to God, and uh, that is being thrown in here. And even in the annotations, Weiss talks about it, or Hickman talks about it. This is where, at least my knowledge of theology and whatever uh, Hickman is throwing down, some of this is not, I'm not understanding what he's going for. He's He is now muddling the pot so much that I feel like whatever he is trying to say is getting lost. Uh, you know, uh, from a standpoint of maybe his faith or whatever. Like, I don't really know what he's it's, trying it's to say. The, the real church has become the false church, and eventually God's going to strike down the false church. Right, right. But there's this idea that Chrysania is saying, I can call upon the gods, and the gods don't hate me. You know, because and I think this is setting up a this idea of the Catholic Church maybe set up in at least the old Catholic Church in medieval times was setting up this idea that the church is against you. God kind of is always down on you. Pay us, and we'll intercede for you. Mm-hmm. Whereas the whole thing about Protestantism was that you didn't need a church; you could talk directly to the correct. gods. They would answer with power. So I feel like he's setting up Crisania with, like, from his viewpoint, the correct way to approach the gods. Yes, but it's still wrong. Well, like he's kind of doing his own thing now because in, she's in human. Dragonlance universe, yeah. I well, and because she's doing it for pride. Correct. She's yeah. filled with lust and pride and everything correct. else like that. She, if this were a horror movie, she'd be dead. 
<laughs> the virgin doesn't die. In no, the virgin movie. never died. That's true. Yeah, yeah. She, and she is still a virgin, okay. so she won't die. Well, she'll end up in a rowboat at the All end, right, so floating we, in the river. We end up in the yeah. we, we we end up in Fistadantilus's workshop of horrors. Yeah, in the basement underneath the temple. Yeah, it's well, underneath the church. Yeah, yeah, I know. Is his secretly building? Is his labor? Is his That's symbolic. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, huge Just symbolism. Yeah, Boom. in his laboratory of horrors that all has all these caged living things that which are like is, swiping which is like, at you. Which is Raceland? That's what Raceland had. I mean, yeah. In the bottom. And see, here's my question on that too. Yeah. How many of those things were Fistendantilises, and how many were Racelands? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, yes. Yes, yes, but, but, yes. but just, just the creepy imagery as we're down six secret passageways and yeah. four secret doors and a, uh, and an escalator to hell or wherever I'm, we're going here. Yeah. And we get down here and I will protect you. I'm gonna they, be they won't bother you as long as you're with me. She comes in. Caramon comes swooping by, slams Taz against the wall as he's going by, because Taz evidently has been able to find this place now, too. Yeah, he's running in yeah. there. So everything is converging into this. Yes. This labyrinthine hole, a, a climax, right. if you will. Huh? Oh, it's it, and it's all converging. It, it's 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 very seamless. I love how what? it's all going. What the H is going on here? I know there's a lot of competency going on here with this writing that I'm not used to. Um, so uh, so yeah, Taz runs after Crisania, hoping Raceland can fix the orb. He's like, yeah, bro, he's still like, I mean, he still doesn't know that Raceland's betrayed him. Yeah, I know. Taz he's, is just Taz is he's got all the pieces. They gave me it and it fell apart. Like, I I I I, I did what you told me to. I mean, we it, there must be something wrong with it. You can fix it, can't you? Because we got to stop the cataclysm. <laughs> Um, I love this because they bamf or well, they don't bamf. They come around a corner into a hall filled with people in white robes, all like Crisania, and they can't tell which one is her. And all I could see was Indiana Jones and the Raiders scene where they're like, they're, she's in that basket, and then they go around the corner, and it's just people everywhere with baskets, and he has to run around trying to find her. I, I don't know. That's what I had in my head. Um, but he eventually locates her. Crisania runs headlong into Korath. Um, some cool Korath grabs her, slaps her around a little bit, calls her a hysterical woman. She hits him and runs away. Yeah, yeah. Well, she, I, actually, I'm sorry. The earthquake comes. The pillar. Yeah. She hits him. The pillar falls on him. Okay, so somebody illuminate me because this is where my I know this means something, and I don't know what it means. <laughs> Korath is crushed by a pillar, and his blood spray sprays all over her white robe. I know that's supposed to be symbolic of something. Just the taint of her. Uh, she is stained. Her she is now stained. Her virginity her has been stained. Yeah, her innocent yeah. Uh, idea. They totally banged. <laughs> they didn't. We know they didn't. The, it's it's that she has been so innocent and believed so much her naivety. Yeah. Her, yeah. She, yeah. And so her, she, her, her white robe, her pure white robe, which was the symbol of her pure faith and her pure understanding and her pure belief in the church, right. is now spotted with the minister's blood. Right, right. Yeah. And she's become a red robe. Ish. There's oh. white, red, and black. Well, just is, just is, as Pasalian's robes were stained. Yeah, yes. So yes. are Crisania's. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of uh, cool imagery that goes into into this. Yeah, so um, they take so, off running. Yeah, so back to Caramon. He runs through the chaotic streets with bloody sword in hand, going to kill his brother. Um, uh, the call of Raceland and their shared blood since the womb in his ears. <laughs> Again with the blood in the ears, that was, that was a big thing in the last trilogy. You know, it it was, but you know that is a thing when you get. 
at least for me, I don't know. Have you ever been like super angry and you feel the blood rushing in your ears? Because it has happened to me. I, yeah, I, I responded to that imagery because it does happen okay. to me. Like if I get really ticked, I can like, I feel a rushing in my ears. I No, I, I mean, maybe, but I feel like yeah. I've read it more times in these books that than it's happened to you. <laughs> but that's just me. You know, you know, it's it's, I, it's weird, but it really only happens when like a a person of authority is yelling at me. Can <laughs> <laughs> I hear hear rushing in my? Can ears. we keep running down the magical hallway, please? Yeah, let's run down this magical hallway. You know what? The, <laughs> mo- the moon's crashing down. I'll just hang out in the hallway. <laughs> so Taz is following Crescentia deep into the temple, and all this happens, and things are collapsing. You know, chapter nineteen. Uh, Chrysania emerges into a chamber of horrors, which we talked about. Mummified body, which gives a jump scare. This would be cool for a movie. Is, um, that's one of Fist and Dantalus's maybe old. Yeah, that's what Raceland said. Yeah. Raceland yeah. said it was an old apprentice that Fist and Dantalus did experiments. And, and on. Do we believe Raceland about anything at this eh, point? I don't know. Yeah. No, what I love no, is how Raceland, no. like, uh, really just to Chrysania, is like chewing down Fist and Dantalus. Fist and Dantalus, like yeah, he, he 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 created this, and he's yeah. just burrowed down here like a worm. Oh, he's so despicable. Yet he has the same freaking <laughs> yeah. thing under his yep. tower. <laughs> you know. Um, uh, but uh, Raceland, um, let's see, where am I at? Uh, a desk with a circle of silver powder <gasps> is there. Hey, that's going to be a spell. I think a spell's going down. Caramon enters the chamber, and Caramon juxtaposes Raceland's test, where his body was shattered, to this test by Raceland to Caramon, where Caramon's heart is shattered. Oh. Yeah. You're breaking my heart. Yeah. <laughs> God, <laughs> we were brothers, Raceland. <laughs> you know that should have had so are. much feeling. It should have had so much feeling. We still are. Oh my God! You're breaking my heart, Lisa. <laughs> You're breaking my heart. Oh, 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 I did oh. not do it. I did not do it. I did not hit her. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh God! I, I couldn't help myself. So it's pretty much... Uh, Caramon runs in. He's going to go after Caramon's Raceland. like, we came into this world together and we're going out together, bro. The same way, <laughs> nude. <laughs> I mean, wait. This what? is like just a trailer park boys throw down. Yeah. Ma had us. Our sister beat us. We never had a life. Come I'm on, gonna, we brothers. I'm going to kill you. I will say, though, he actually does it. He tries to kill him. Yeah, he's it's, got guts. Like, yeah, it's I mean, one of those where Caramon finally's got a pair. Yeah, we which I have been waiting. At for. which yeah. point, the entire building, the temple, is falling down around them, which is awesome visually. Yes, and poor awesome. Taz is in the hallway going, "What's going on?" Yeah, yeah. Caramon uh, lunges at Raisin and rips the sleeves off Crisania's robe. I mean, this thing is starting to get smaller and smaller. This robe is getting pretty scanty at this point. Things are getting ripped off, but Crisania's. <laughs> Chrysania stops Caramon by grabbing her medallion and saying, Halt! One of you guys want to clarify? Is this a whole person? Dungeons and Dragons thing? I don't know. I haven't really played a cleric. I mean, the yeah. dead. The, my, my guess would be a whole the person. The die thing blind. was a deal. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it, it's, yeah, it's whole person. It's um, freeze. It's, uh, it's a cleric back in Old Istar when the gods were powerful. She actually has power. Yeah. Or the, uh, what is it? The, uh, the, the startle or whatever it is. The Stone. one where it's where it's just like basically it's basically like fl- throwing a flash grenade, right? Where it's okay. like, oh god, dazzle, dazzle, so dazzle. That's probably what it was. Raceland bamfs them out of there, and at this point, I'm like, oh my god, Tasselhoff 
is still well, there. Tasselhoff yep. just had the roof fall on him in the hallway. He's yes. just climbed out of that, and he run, runs into the runs into the, the workshop of yep. horrors, and he gets there. He's like, this place is scary. There's nobody here. Right. And what I love is this imagery uh, of, of the floors above where he's at opening like rose petals. It says like everything is just crumbling back, and he's and, and, and revealing, you know, the anvil of the gods and that I'm, is coming down. And I'm upon trying to figure them. out like, really, you killed Daz? Yep. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, I, you killed. I'm I'm angry yeah. at this point I, that you well, killed Taz. I got the other book. No, no well, no. It even says it says it. It says it at the bottom at the end of this book too. But thank goodness for the fist and dantalus Raislin uh, laboratory bubble. Because as he's watching, he watches everything come down around him, and he's it, he's in a bubble. He's in a spell bubble, protected. Does it yeah. say anything? Yeah, okay. Yes. Say anything well, okay, that? before, we'll get to the other book, but I will say right now, according to the, all the annotations, Weiss didn't know what was going on either. And oh. pretty much, like, Hickman's the one that seems to just make decisions for, like, dramatic person. Like, uh-huh. like oh. and it's going to be super dramatic. Oh, there's more to the book. No, I just... I just read the line you were saying. Unable, Unable to, to move. move. Protected by the powerful dark spell cast by an evil mage long dead. Tass stood in the laboratory of Fist and Dantalus looking up into the heavens. It so he's be- watching the cataclysm from a nice safe bubble. Well, when oh, we get to I the guess, next I, book, I, I we'll guess. be able to see how they had written themselves into a bind here and did not know. How old they never do, do that. How old do kinders live tell? Well... They wrote themselves into a bind, <laughs> okay. and they had they had to really do some because I could because I could see yeah. I could see shenanigans. If Kenders to get this to if work. Kenders were like Wookies, or you know, had a couple he lives of, in a bubble for a couple. Well, no, years. I mean, as soon as the cat, he's just there for a couple days till the radiation goes down, and then he can leave, and then he can leave the bubble and go wander the earth for a hundred years yeah. like, <laughs> and, yeah. until he runs into them after they bamf back yeah. into the world. Oh, yeah, he'd true. be happy with that. Just oh hey, let's go I over agree. here. Yay. But yeah, is that going to happen? I'm. I am. I. You started reading. I actually started, but it, I am my own great. great, great okay. We find. Okay. We find out that Tasselhoff Burfoot is his own great 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 grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my I own mean, grandpa. Um, well, there it is. Literally the last sentence of the book. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't we? Uh, just sort of. Okay. Yeah, let's all take a deep breath. Take a deep let's breath. all take a deep breath. Table. We can. Maybe sip a couple sips of our grog and collect our thoughts. Oh. Okay. You should never drink on air. That's what they say. I don't care. Well, yeah, no, we have been breaking that rule for over a year now. <laughs> yeah. I think no, audibly. Oh, like, audibly. Oh. You shouldn't be hearing <laughs> sips and slurps. Yeah, that does sound kind of gross. But, <laughs> hey, you know what? Speaking of things that aren't gross. Yeah. Paul? <laughs> <laughs> You know? You handsome man. Yes? What are your final thoughts? You bearded warrior. You bearded. Yeah. What do you think of this book? Would you recommend uh, this? Time of the Twins, Volume 1, Books 1 and 2. Oh, this By book. Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. Oh, this book. I really enjoyed it. I will be completely honest. It was one of those where, going back into the Dragonlance Chronicles, I was a little worried. I enjoyed the Chronicles. But that was a little harder to get through. This one was not hard for me to get through at all. It was mm-hmm. fun. It was an enjoyable read. Like I mentioned before, and you guys have mentioned, I, once I finished this book, I immediately picked up the second book and started reading the second book because I wanted to know what happened. Right. Any book that makes me do that, I think is a good book. 
Mm. I think it's a book that makes me go, yeah, I, I have to recommend this book. Uh, it's just one of those where I enjoyed it. Some of you might not like it if you are missing some characters or you have a favorite character. I know I like Flint. It was hard for me when he died, but, right. you know, it has Taz. If Taz is gone, it's a hard it's a hard day for me, but I have a feeling uh, that he might be back. Well, since we're looking so, at the cover of the next book and he's on it. I didn't actually look at the cover. <laughs> uh, my, my book does not have a cover on it. They're not spoiling eBay. us with chapters anymore, but the artists are spoiling oh, it with hey, their covers. Taz is back, guys. <laughs> there so, you go, Paul. Hey. Is he, does he look 100 I, years older? I already knew that he was going to come longer. back because I opened It's not the book. top knot anymore. It's more of a ponytail. Is it gray? Yeah. So, like Dang. I said... I would highly recommend reading this book if you enjoyed the Dragonlance area. And, you know, I just, I, I'm just going to pass it over to Clob as he's looking over at Bob drinking out of his mug. Audibly. Audibly <laughs> drinking out of his mug. So, Clob, what, what do you think, man? Hey, kids. Oh, God. It's <laughs> Your old Uncle Clob here. Um, <laughs> Dragonlance, Time of the Twins. I... Truthfully, I dug this one more than I dug anything from the Chronicles. Less characters. We were able to just focus in on our main characters, on the characters that were actually interesting. Uh, that being said, I would have liked a. I actually would have liked a little more raced. I would have liked mm. to see a little bit more of Reach. him putting the pieces in order rather than just getting to the end and going. These are the pieces I put in order. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to actually see a little bit of that. Give me time travel anytime. Even though I harped on it, even though I talked about you know some of the different. That's part of the time. That's part of the issue with time travel is there's the loop theory. There's um, you know if you change something, did you really change it or was it changed all along? You know who with this whole thing with the raced fist and dantalus thing. I like questions like that. I like books that make me think about that. Again, it's Dragonlance. Are we talking high end literature here? No. Are we talking a nice little fun summer read? On the beach while you're watching, you know, Buxom Aliens play on a vacation what, planet. What beaches are you going to? Uh, <laughs> my aliens are totally different from your aliens, Bob. Uh, <laughs> Talpas. Talpa. Um, I, yeah, I would, if, if, you're, if you're into Dragonlance, I would recommend it. Plow yourself through the Chronicles. Get to the time of twins. Because, you can't, again, you can't read this one without reading the Chronicles. <laughs> yeah, plow yourself. <laughs> Jesus. I'm five. Oh, my God. Can you get the cup away from the microphone? I'm sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with this book. I had a lot of fun doing the podcast with this book. Uh, I had a lot of fun being Taz, uh, <laughs> truthfully. Uh, I, for our doing a comedic intro rather than a serious intro for Paul and I was a lot of fun. Oh, it, was fun. it was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So yeah, by all means, I, I, if you're a Dragonlance fan, it's a definite re- it's it it's a definite recommend if you're into this kind of uh, book, if you're into this kind of reading. Luke, <laughs> hi. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we all have glasses around the microphone? Uh. Or perhaps he's wondering why you'd kill a man before throwing him out of a plane. Okay. I'm cutting that out. No one cared who I was before I put on the mask. <laughs> I was born in the darkness. You you merely adopted it. Um, oh, my God. 
We're going, we're going with the assumption nobody listens by this point. We'll just do whatever we want. Yeah, I'm not gonna edit it. What is it? Hey, it's free. <laughs> My dear brother. Yeah. So what'd you think of the book? Yeah, let's, let's let's go. We've had a lot of fun with this one, folks. I we, will tell we you really that. Have. So, Dragonlance, Legends, Volume 1, Time of the Twins, Books 1 and 2. Mm, yes. Uh, you know what? I, I had a lot of fun in the beginning of this book, and I felt like it was really taking off, and I really felt like it was going somewhere. Uh-oh. Enter Book 2. I know you too, well. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell. And mind, mind you, I still... I, I mean, and keep in mind what I what perception. I perception, what, what perspective, perspective. Can you just let him talk? Tulpa. Tulpa. <laughs> tulpa. I know what a tulpa is. Um, I keep, keep perspective in mind. I, I, it's you know, it's a uh, busy time of the year for me. Um, you know, trying to get this book read in time, especially like when I come home and I don't want to read a book. <laughs> I just want, <laughs> I just want to stare at a wall. Um. But even that, even keeping that in mind, I'm still drawn back to Dragons of Autumn Twilight and how I felt leaving that book, getting all excited, gearing up, and rushing into book two. I, man, I love Raceland. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um, Caramon, I felt, got a little bit of redemption. You know, Crisania, no problems there. Bring back the old characters, no problems there. I, you know, it, that was fan service for this fan. Yeah. Just hearing what everybody's up to, that was great. Um, all the ideas were great, but I just feel like I'm getting like set up to be let down again. Mm. It feels. <laughs> You've been burned before. You know what? You know what? It's. it's Open up your heart, Lou. I can't. I let, can't. Other books like you. Let know, Weiss and Hickman in. No, they've done this to me before. <laughs> yes, they have. So uh, um, I'm not going to recommend this book, but I'm not going to not recommend this book. Oh, really? New I'll trophies. just I'll just yeah. sit here. You're going to be a red shirt. Don't yeah, you know what? I'm red, gonna, robe. red robe. I'm red robe. If he was a red shirt, he'd be dead. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> red robe. Yeah. Paul, yeah. you and your red shirt. Um, red robe. So yeah, I'm just going to sit here. All uh, my alignment for this one is true nooch. Whoa, true nooch on this one, really? Because um, this is a strong racing book. It is, but I just, I feel the same. I feel strengths because TSR has let go of them and let their, them do their own thing. Right. But I feel the same weaknesses towards the end. Mm. Mm. Well, so Bob. Oh, hey. where, where are you at, my brother? <laughs> well, well, um, well, my brother, uh, my brother. Uh, kind of. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Uh, some some ways opposite. I feel this is a, a far stronger. Like you, Club. Uh, boy, have I enjoyed this book, and I feel that it was um, much stronger than anything they did narratively. The writing is so much tighter. Than anything that they did in Chronicles. That being said, I feel like Chronicles is a more fun romp. This book's heavy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In places. Um, and uh, so the Chronicles were kind of a, a fun romp. The Chronicles were much easier to come up with intros for. 
being 16 little modules, every single one of them seemed to end with a bum, bum, bum moment. And you, you had 84 characters and to choose from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, your wife was still on board to do the girl characters. You know, it's, it's, we're in yeah, a different yeah, place yeah. here in this exactly. podcast. My, what are you talking about? She would still do the girl character. Yeah, but she got to find her first. We don't have any <laughs> things to do with girls. That, like, could we really do one of these things with Crisania in it? It'd just be Crisania and Raceland heavy petting. I'm not allowing that to happen. That's what he was hoping for. <laughs> I was, I was going to oh. say, I would not opt into that. Uh, okay. oh. I, I got to see you every day at work. <laughs> I, I'll watch through the keyhole. <laughs> not now. Um, but I would, I would definitely... Re- it's, it's a hard place to be at because I would highly recommend you reading Legends. You have to plow through chronicles to get to them you know um so again kind of what we went back to with chronicles that uh i would definitely justify my recommendation depending on the person i was talking to you'd have to kind of feel them out and be like hey you know so you like fantasy you know you you read this you read that okay you know have you ever thought about reading a dungeons and dragons spinoff hey chronicles and legends are really good chronicles pretty good a little loose a little loosey-goosey, not everything works out. But once you get to Legends, things really tighten up. So just make it to there. You know, I think my my recommendation would go on a person-by-person basis. You know, it's not like some of the other things we've read where I'd be like, hey, you in a sci-fi fantasy, you have to read this. Mm-hmm. You know, this is definitely for a niche audience. I think we're that audience, you know, uh, <coughs> in a lot of ways. Uh, and, and our listeners uh, for sure are. But again, it's not for everybody. You obviously are going to be recommending this to everybody. Yes. Do you, Luke, let me ask you this. Do you feel better about the Time of the Twins than you did about our weird deep science fiction? Oh, yeah. Yes. You like it better than deep science fiction? Um, I like it better than Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. I at least had fun reading this book. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, I just, I, I, and this book was 200 pages longer. Yeah, <laughs> true, very true. Yeah, but no, I think getting away from TSR and getting their own, like you said, Bob, getting their own feet yeah. underneath them was was big. It, mm-hmm. It's it's much better. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited to see what comes up in these next. I am. Weeks. I'm very oh, interested it, to see what happens to, it in War of the Twins. Really cool. Yeah, I think it gets all. I mean, trippy. I don't miss it. It's going to get trippy. I'm so glad we got rid of Tannis, and I'm sorry Brennan got rid of Loriana. I'm Lorana, whatever. I don't even care about. He that. is so ticked right now. <laughs> I'm so glad. We, I'm so glad we got rid of River Moon Lovejoy. I don't care about them. Get rid of yeah, them. I, I, I think that's what I was yelling about in Dragons of Autumn Twilight. Like, why is why is Riverwind alive? <laughs> River. There was times where we'd go for like five chapters without Riverwind being mentioned, but he'd been there the whole time. And like, so what, Riverwind's been here? <laughs> it's nice, it's nice, it's constricted. I think, I think we're there. So I tell you what, I'm gonna buy the last round. Because I'm that kind hey, uh, of guy and I really don't want to go back to work. I'm gonna go um, get the cart real quick. Yeah, give me your to-go Okay. Yeah. Hey, hey, go. sweetheart, 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 I know we were talking earlier. What time, what time do you actually get off? Chirac! Thank you for listening to this episode of Dungeons & Weebs. There's even more adventuring to be had at our website, com. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at dungeonsanddweebspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find Dungeons & Dweebs on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. 
Find all those links at DungeonsAndDweebs.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. The music for Dungeons and Dweebs is Fatal Fight by Royalty Free Kings and can be found on their website, RoyaltyFreeKings.com. Dungeons and Dweebs is a Tim Gilbert Media production, copyright 2017, all rights reserved. And no part of this show can be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the express written permission of Tim Gilbert Media. Sorry, the Garamond voice gets you going like that, dude. Well, I, it's, not, either, it's either that voice like a, or the little kid voice. There's something so. like a large sobbing man to make me horny. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, God, you're taping. I am. Yes. yes. That's going on a Save reel. Say that. That's going at the end of the episode. No. This, this episode. That's going on a reel. How about you close the door there, Shooter McGee? Well, Bob. It's been all right. Uh, not, not a whole lot going on, though. Um, you know, I... Jeez, that's the most Minnesotan thing I ever said. You know. <coughs> Good. <coughs> I got a cough up a horn husk. Okay. Porn husk? That's another website uh, that <laughs> miners should not visit. It's all about Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> and corn. <laughs>